believe in a book that has talking animals, wizards, witches, demons, sticks turning into snakes, and food falling from the sky. People walking on water and all sorts of magical, absurd, primitive stories. And you say that you are the ones, that we are the ones that need help. Dan Barker, Losing Faith in Faith. And this is The Godless Revolution. Hi. Low Salt Lake. The rest of the world. Yep. We do have a special guest tonight, too. Dan's here. We have a special guest. And Van Zeeben. Hello. Do you, do you say Van Zeeben? Van Zeeben. Van Zeeben. All right. I thought I said it wrong. I, I didn't oh, know. Oh, no, I, I didn't know for sure. sure. Like, I didn't know if it was Van Zeeben. Van Zeeben. Van Zeeben. Well, Van Zeeben. Don't, don't feel bad because. What does that mean? Like the seven or I something? Yet to figure out what that is because um, the Van slash Von, as it uh-huh. is with German names, means of the yeah. something. Of the Zeeben. Well, as far as I know, Zeeben isn't a word that is easily translated from Dutch. The closest thing that I know is the German word for seven is Zeeben. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder if it has something to do with that, but I'm not actually It sounds magical. Maybe one of your, like, Tim of the seven. Some (laughs) great grandmothers had seven children. Seven Dutch samurai. Or something. I just use Google. Google is no... No help? In that. Maybe have you Google tried Bing? <laughs> yeah. Have you tried Bing? Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, Bing it. I don't think, yeah. From what I've tried with Bing, I wouldn't be very successful finding anything. <laughs> Bing is good for an image search. Really? Yeah, their image results are pretty yeah. cool. At the way yeah, they it displays. Nice. Yeah. As I smack the microphone. <laughs> Dan, smash microphone. <laughs> so, what's going on today? <clears throat> well, Pride was awesome. I yes. had a fantastic time. Yeah, it was great. There was a shit ton of people there. Yeah, there was. It's a Salt Lake City gay pride, by the way, for everybody out there. Which, like we said last week, is the largest in the nation. It's, I don't know if it's it one is. Of the, the, it's one, one of the largest, largest festivals yeah, in the nation. It's large. It's, and it's the largest parade here in Utah. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I had a fantastic time. I was exhausted afterwards. Yeah, I bet. Me too. Yeah. And burned a little. Mm-hmm. Did you get sunburned? You, can you tell my face? For everybody who can't see, I'm pointing to my face. But <laughs> Yeah, this is great radio. Yeah. Yeah. Look at how red Tim is. I know. <laughs> but I did get a little bit burned um, from standing out in the sun, enjoying the parade, yes. participating in the parade with the Atheists of Utah. Yay! Yeah. Yay! That was a good time. There was a hell of a turnout. There was there was way more. I've, I this is my first one, but there was so many fucking people. Oh yeah, oh, there yeah. was there was close to two hundred floats. I think I, I know. When I walked down that line. I hit number like one ninety at some point for really? float that, numbers that in many. their positions. Yeah. Well, the parade itself has a time limit, and they only are um, what's permitted to take up two hours. Or whatever it is. And they were telling me, the Utah Pride Center is the they in this conversation, that they had to turn people away mm. because they wanted to make sure to get everybody in that two hours. So oh, wow. from what I can gather, this has been by far the biggest parade that they've yeah. had, but also one that keeps growing year mm-hmm. to year. Oh, yeah. It gets bigger every single year. Exactly. I think they, they also said that they had the, a record number of vendors and booths. Yeah, they um, expanded the fair gra- or their festival grounds from what they had last year into Library Square, and they're actually thinking that the venue is starting to be too small 
for the event. (laughs) I mean, I don't know what much they're going to take over besides taking over the entire library area. Well, it may have to... In a little bit. It may have to end up at Liberty Park. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like the carnival after the Days of 47 parade, which is now the second biggest parade in Utah. (laughs) Yay! (laughs) It may have to end up there, like the Days of 47 does, and they have their carnival after the parade, and we can have our pride after the parade. (laughs) How long have you lived in Utah, Tim? Um... All of my life with only a small portion of it outside of Utah, but that's negligible. Okay. It's something you don't like to talk about. Were those the dark days? No, I don't (laughs) mind talking about it at all, but it was only three years when I was in elementary school. So I don't think that counts. Where was that? In Phoenix, Arizona. Mm. Where everything flies, bites, and stings, and it's 120 degrees. Fuck, let's build some things. I know. (laughs) And there's no water. Remember remember that? That's right. I lived there for a couple of years, too. I think that's the most important part. I don't know why you want to retire there. And there's no cold water. I helped a friend move there. (laughs) I helped a friend move there, what, like seven years ago. And we, you know, I I drove the U-Haul or his, I drove his car, he drove the U-Haul. And so then I stayed there for a few days, we went golfing, whatever. (laughs) I was I was freaking out because I couldn't. Sorry, my dog. It's gonna be a nice sound bite. We should block. But I was freaking out because I went to shower, <laughs> and the water on the on as cold as I could get it. It was one of those knobs where you know the more yeah. you turn it, the hotter it gets. And turning the knob just so that the water would come out of the tap, the water was hotter than most showers that I take here at home, like using actual hot water. There was no cold water to be found anywhere. Well, let's be real. In some place like Arizona, it takes electricity to make the water cold. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's all going to the air conditioners at that point. Oh, yeah. It was crazy, though. I couldn't believe how hot it was. And they just found they found a scorpion in their house for the first oh, time yeah. Yeah, last week. Happens all the time. Lizards we is another thing fight. that you'll find everywhere. He used to make scorpions would, fight. How do you make... Oh, well... We, just, we would um, catch them in the desert and throw them into a box with each other. We, we threw a frog in one... With a oh, geez. scorpion once, and we thought frogs would get his ass kicked. Frog just plopped on top of the scorpion and laid there. Like, oh, this is <laughs> not so exciting. You must be talking about name. Afghanistan. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, okay. So, how did they ever find, how did they ever train you to kill somebody? <laughs> By watching the scorpion. Well, I was, with I habits was, like that. I was trained to training. rescue. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, there's, a lot of, there's a lot more boredom than you think over there. <laughs> Nope. Uh, a, as much as I think, from what it I've, sounds I've like learned already. so many cool things, like the piss tubes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Now the scorpions that you sit. You mentioned something last week, I guess. But I, women I all not having any rights. <laughs> oh yeah, that one's hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was the it was the Muslims that want to have sex. Boy with love. Yeah, women. We, we, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Where their women are junk, but ours are prizes. Yeah. <clears throat> well, but so my point though. I, I was just curious, I mean, as, you know, Dan and Ryan and I sit here and do a podcast every week, we really have no authority to speak on gay issues. So I was just, I was curious to find out what, what the LGBT climate is or has been in Utah, what changes you've seen. Um, I know this pride was, was spectacular from my vantage point, but it's the first one I've been to. So just to get your perspective. Um, What you see is pretty much how it's been the entire time I've been to a Pride Festival, which is going on many years now. I can't say 
or I don't know officially how many years I've been going, but it's a lot. And the only difference between this year and the last year that I've been going is it's bigger. Mm -hmm. So the feeling that you got from going to Pride and the things that you saw at Pride are the same things that have always been in the state of Utah, which I think is the important thing to take away is that Pride has always been... The people of Utah, maybe more specifically the people of Salt Lake County, have always mm -hmm. been very big supporters of equal rights and very big supporters of not ostracizing a community for who they are, pretty much. And that's what Pride celebrates. And you don't have to be gay to go to Pride, yeah, yeah. obviously, because I'm here with three people who aren't. <laughs> um to know that that's what the celebration is about. It's you're different. You're okay. Anybody who's okay, come out and be proud. Yeah. Well, I, I think that was the biggest thing I took. I mean, you know, like I said, I've never been there, but I was impressed by the numbers and it, it may just be because I live in Utah County. Um, but I, I mean, it's just simply, it, it cannot be the case that everybody there was LGBT or, um, you know, right. members of these minority groups or whatever. Um, there's got to be a lot of stray support, straight oh. support, and and religious support as well, which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, which, by the way, and I've said before, I don't think anyone's either. Well, there may be a very small group of people that are a hundred percent straight and a hundred percent gay, but ninety nine percent of everybody else falls on that sliding scale somewhere. Kinsey scale. <laughs> yeah. Is that is that a thing? Is that a <laughs> yeah, thing? That is a yeah, thing. Really? Scale. I yeah. didn't know that. Really? No. Oh. He actually put to uh, numerically where you fall on the scale is how you would identify how heterosexual or homosexual or is that how online? Flexible you are. Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! I gotta do that. Yeah. Look at the Kinsey scale. I've estimated maybe that next week from we can do the Kinsey scale while on air. That record would be, all of that our would results. Be, that would be. <laughs> Fuck, dude, we can bring it up right now. Let's do it on this episode. Well, let's see. Let's see. I will get the Kinsey scale. You continue right, speaking. Can, yeah. Let's see if we can get that Well, down. I can tell you I'm probably, what is it, a number seven, I think. It doesn't oh, oh, go okay. from like All one right. to ten, but it. Oh, so it's similar to like Dawkins' atheist yeah. scale. I guess so. Now, that I'm not actually familiar with. But and you're a gay theist. I, <laughs> yeah, I'm more familiar with Kinsey than I am with what Dawkins has prescribed to the world. Um, but... Very much as far as I know with even in the Atheists of Utah booth, mm -hmm. the number of heterosexual supporters outnumbered the homosexual attendees. Sure. And you're, and you're going to, you're going to find, I think you're going to generally find a large amount of, um, allies, allies in the atheist community. Right. Um, I think partially because it's another minority group that kind of feels there's, there's a lot of parallels, Yeah, but I think on top of that, um, generally speaking, and this isn't always the case, but for the most part, atheists come to atheism as a matter of critical, critical thinking and, 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 you know, reviewing what's right and what's wrong for themselves. And there, there just is not a legitimate argument for why gay is wrong. When right. you when you actually think about human values and when you yeah. uh, if you're getting it handed to you from a two thousand three thousand year old book, 
then you just don't think about it. And you say, yeah, well, it's fucking wrong because it says so. But, I mean, most atheists think about that, and that's I think that's like, why you find there's a lot book of wrong. in that. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. I think being atheist and being as a minority group, too, is, is same as the LGBT community, you kind of got to stand up for each other in it. And even if I wasn't atheist and I was of religion, I don't think I could still treat people that were gay any right. different. Well, sure. and that's the big conflict that is being borne out, especially here in Utah, with people who are of a particular faith. Realizing, <laughs> yeah, I guess I don't need to say it. <laughs> yeah, it's obvious. <laughs> but um, they realize that being a person is a lot more than maybe what your book has taught you. Mm -hmm. And they recognize that they appreciate that. And they're willing to stand up to give voice to the people who maybe don't have the voice to say that. Some, some of them We're I mean, we're seeing an increasing amount in, in Mormon members, right? That, right. That all comes with a caveat. Yep. Being absolutely. able to say that, and being able to denounce the reason that has prevented you from saying that your whole life are two different things. Yeah. Mm. So while I uh, greatly appreciate and um, welcome support from people with faith to say that being okay is it or being gay is okay, I also disagree with still wanting to hold on to the faith that prevented them from saying that. Their whole lives. Yeah, like a yeah. certain group we're talking about earlier, which I think we've all came to the same The agreement. Mormons burning, building bridges. Yes, Bur yes, yeah. Bur Bur burning, 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 building, building. I blowing up. Building, yeah. I, think, I, I can't think even tell if you're joking anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I mean, I think we're kind of all in agreement that they're just doing it as a PR issue for themselves and make themselves look like, hey, we accept you. We're okay with you. Just don't, don't do it. It, it all yeah. seems very contrived and yeah. self-serving and masturbatory to me it yeah. does but at the same time don't underestimate the power that that message has to anybody in the lgbtq community that needs that message oh right yeah that, um that because we as atheists can uh climb every rooftop proclaiming you are an okay person blah 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 blah, blah but it means more if it hits home. And for a lot of people in Utah, being Mormon is what hits home. So mm. hearing other Mormons say that you're okay, frankly, means a lot more than if we say it. Right. I, I, I hear that. Let me let me throw it at you this way, though. Um, let's say next year uh, we get together and put up an Atheist of Utah booth that says, hey, you know what? You're all right, even though you're Mormon. Okay. I'm not opposed to that. Well, um, I'm just I I'm just saying it's got a it's got a very a very different feel when you put it that way, which is actually the not way just that you're all right. Period. Right. It's, yes, it's that you're all right even though you're gay. Right. Despite right, despite though, this yeah. one fact, right, which is kind of the way I took. And I'm not trying to. I, I'm just saying. I'm just saying how I feel, you know. And I'm of course I'm a straight guy, but at least we'll find out how much. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, so they so they have a test. They, the the Kinsey scale goes from zero to six, zero being completely heterosexual, six being completely homosexual. Yay. Okay, so I did the test initially. I I was a one on the test. All right. Um. So what all do you I do? Bears out there. Well, there. If you go, you'd have to go forward because I went back to show oh. this is just what yeah. the scale is, and then there's another there's a test. If you go forward here, let me. I'll work the tablet. I'm kind of tech tardy. Yeah, so I, I, like I was reading it, and I'm like, okay, get the bottom. Wait, where's the test? 
<laughs> so I'll pull up the test here. But anyway, so I mean, I I'm not I'm not trying to trivialize what they're doing because I I, I mean I do get a sense that they're reaching out in a way you know where um, that's basically been vacant from the church for. I don't know how long, right? Well, not and even so, just the Mormon church, but other churches yeah, of course. across the entire planet are reaching out in ways that they haven't been able to before. Except for maybe like Methodists and Jews and stuff. I would say Methodists and Jews are probably more ahead of the game than sure. people like Roman Catholics. Oh, well, of course. They, they, tend to be, they tend to be far more Evangelical yeah. Christians. Of course. Yeah, of course. Um, the Baptists. Islam. Is, yeah. Those well, are generally, I don't know. They seem to be pretty liberal. Progressive Boy. Islam. <laughs> Wait, we're talking about Muslims. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, I would lump those the evangelicals, Catholics, Muslims, all in the same group as not wanting to open up the doors to other members based on historical dogma. Other churches yeah. are opening up to it and getting a lot of flack for it. Even the Mormon church within their own ranks get a yeah. lot of flack for. Um, even just hearing Mormons building bridges, um, I know that you guys think it's a, well, you've mentioned that perhaps it's a PR thing, but even at this last conference, um, lots of members of the quorum of the 12 denounced homosexuality, right. denounced even acceptance of homosexuality. And this is the high leadership of the Mormon church. Right. Mm-hmm. They've come out wholeheartedly saying, no, this is not something that we support. And for anything that goes against doctrine to begin with, that is their stance. And I don't see them changing uh, at all. Well, maybe not at all, at least not now or for the foreseeable future. I don't see them adjusting much. Right. So Ryan took the test. What were, what were your results, Ryan? Uh, I was uh, extremely heterosexual. I guess the military aspect of me and exclusively heterosexual is Ryan. I'm not surprised, by the way. <laughs> oh, I have I'll pass been, it I, off to Matt so he can. I have been test. hit on All by right. men before. Give me a minute. Um, that, that doesn't increase your chances. No. <laughs> <laughs> the more I get hit on, the more I'm thinking. Well, maybe I know. See, that may fall into the religious Wait, thinking of gay that it is uh, influenced, and you are persuaded to be gay. Well, no, actually, I had a friend uh, down in Salt Lake who I, the first time I met him, and I knew he was gay before I met him, and he came over, and my sister was there with her girlfriend, and I was with my other friends, and they were married, so I was really like the only single guy there, and. Later on, my mom's like, hey, uh, your sister said one of the people at that party you're at the other night was interested in you. I'm like, ooh, there what was the no one chicks? there. What are you talking about? That's, then, like, that's weird, mom. I think you're coming across the age-old issue generally for women until recently is that if you're single, it's because you don't want to be involved in a heterosexual relationship. <laughs> well, I guess he had actually asked my sister if I was gay. Uh, why? Because I had left, well, my sister, she was there, he was there, my sister and her girlfriend were there, and they were spending the night, and so was he, and I had left, and she had, he was, wanted to know if I was gay. I was like, oh. Okay. I didn't know I came across that way, but I'm okay with it if you, I'm like, I still hang out with the guy, I'm friends with them, but. Well, I'm sure curiosity killed the cat, so, I mean, (laughs) um, inquisitive minds want to know, essentially. Well, no, I mean, like, if I'm in a social atmosphere, and. 
You should be flattered. He, he found oh, yeah. I, I got no problem. Like, yeah. if a guy comes up and hugs me, I got no problem hugging back or put my arm around a guy. And it's like, I've got no problem with that. And right. I don't know if he took that as, you know, if I just go up to you and hug you or. No. I'm like, or <laughs> sitting there on a couch what? and just kind of like bullshit with you the whole night. I'm like, I don't you know if he failed took that the as. Test. Or I'm a very unusual you, person. You've, how do you, you fail? You failed the Kinsey test. This is what I got on the Kinsey test. <laughs> my, 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 my result is the test failed to match you to a Kinsey type profile. Either you answered some questions wrong, or you are a very unusual person. I, I'd go either way on that. I don't know. <laughs> well, technically, that's what the Kinsey <laughs> test is saying, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah thank, thanks for the conclusive details. You're welcome. Uh, um, I agree with the Kinsey test. Maybe you should retake it. I'm going to go ahead and say that I did not answer did you, anything wrong. Did you um, misread some of the questions? Well, should we go? Possibly? Should we do the test but, out loud and um, give sure. at least what the questions All right. are? Sure. We'll we'll have Matt do it out loud. Sure. <laughs> and then everybody can decide. Uh, my age is 32. What gender do I identify as man? I have never felt sexual desire. True or false? That's false. Okay. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I'm starting to answer the question. <laughs> I cannot decide what sex I'm attracted to more. And that's false. Kind of sounds like a Mormon questionnaire. <laughs> <laughs> I find the idea, the idea of having sex with another man repulsive. That's false. I wouldn't want to die without having experimented sexually with both men and women. Interesting question. That's false. Oh, wait. Okay. Yeah, I kept getting it, like, zooming in on the false. All right, I think I see what I did on that. Well, you're mixing up when it says, you, no, 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 man, I think, if you're a man, I think woman, because it scrolls, and then I, I push it, and it leaves one blank. Oh, he didn't answer I just, one. I just saw that, and so I think that's what happened last time. That's okay, uh, we'll, we'll keep going. So it was right when it said that he didn't answer or complete the that's, test. That's, yeah, pro- yeah. that's okay, though. We'll keep going, because I think people probably want to hear me finish this. Um, I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> I have no interest in sexual intercourse with anyone, and that's, that's false. The gender composition of an orgy would be irrelevant to my decision to participate. See, I took that question um, as, is there's not an equal amount of male and female? Like, um, you don't know how many there's going to be of each. I would say that's generally true. Um, but I would think that the um, perceived heterosexual male view would be that there's got to be more females than there are yeah. males. I, I'm just hoping there's at least one. You're an optimist. That's, that's, I would say. <laughs> is your, that's probably why you scored the way you did. Yeah. Is your orgy half full of women or half empty? Of oh, women? it would be ideally full of women. <laughs> yeah. Um, I avoid watching gay pornography, and that's a tricky one. Well, it says, well, like avoid it, like yeah. Do I like? Yeah, it's weird. Like I don't avoid it. Well, here's the it's weird. It's not your preferred, but right. But I don't avoid it. Well, here's yeah. the weird thing for me that I've, I guess, haven't really been able to parse in my mind is how do straight men who are even uh, the thought of gay interactions make them sick? How do they even watch straight porn? Because you're going to see the another man's yeah. anatomy at some point. Right. <laughs> oh, that's any fire department. Sure. That's any fire department? You're going to see a men's anatomy? Oh, well, yeah. People just walk. Dream, apparently. Oh, Dude, right. it's all hoses. <laughs> yeah. It's all hoses, It's man. all hoses. But in the chain. I can be sexually attracted to anyone in the right circumstances. That's also complicated. I put false that's, for that one. That's the point well, of the I, test, we, we already know what you scored, Ryan. I put, I put true <laughs> for that one. To each his own. Yeah. And the point yeah. of the test. Yeah. I, <clears throat> Yeah, I'm, uh, I'll put true on that. 
Like, there's some women I'm just not attracted to. Wait, are you hearing that one right? Say it again. That you'd be attracted to any... I can be sexually attracted to anyone. In... Oh, I see what you're saying. Right, like... Oh. Uh, there's some people I'm just not sexually attracted to, like, yeah, even at as all. woman. Like, at I'm all, not, right, I right, no right, right, right. Except I don't think that's what, with you. I didn't think that's oh. what they were asking. Yeah, that's kind of an ambiguous yeah, question. I figured, I figured it meant someone of either sex, someone right. who, someone I thought you, you know, were that just I could, shutting that, that down. Could, and that I'm like, like, no, 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 yeah, we know. But yeah, I, I, I was no, taking as male or female. Like, it's there. I'm like, there's women I would have no desire to have sex with. Absolutely, took it as the person, either the gender you're not primarily attracted to if you are able to find them attractive yeah. in circumstances. That's, that's what how I, I took. I, that's yeah, what that's I thought. I is, are, are there attractive men and women possibly out but there? But it said sexually. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Isn't this a million well, I could, dollar I could, question? I can well, see someone as being well, attractive, but, that, but I had no sexual desire. Well, sure. Okay. I guess. Yeah, that's a so really, it's a little ambiguous. Yeah, that is. Like, I have no uh, problem with looking at a guy and like saying, that's an attractive dude, but sure, sure, I sure. have no sexual attraction towards him. Right, which kind of is the point. Yeah, which is what? Yeah. Hmm. That's why I took it yeah. as a sexual okay. attraction. I answered, right. I answered that one true. Yeah, but. that's what I've got down too. But yeah, I don't. Hmm. I guess it. I guess it depends tough, on. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you're worried about what the outcome is going to be because of this <laughs> no. question. I'm just gonna. I'm just gonna answer it as the way I. Dan the way put I, it, and he got a one. Come on. <laughs> oh no no! I'm still gonna answer it the way I thought it was. I just thought it was an interesting. He took it a totally different way. Yeah. All right. The next one is: I have always been extremely confident in my sexual orientation. Oh, that's true. Um, I find men more attractive than women. That's not true. I would find a threesome with a couple awkward, specifically because of the presence of a man. That's false. I'm only attracted to men. That's false. I'm sexually submissive. That's false. And the results are. I'm, I'm still unusual. <laughs> You're still unusual. I think that's exactly how I answered uh, it the first time, but. Huh. And you're sure they all. Um, yeah. The radio, the appropriate radio was selected. Hmm. If only there were a way to review the answers you had. Anyway. Well, that turned out to be rather anticlimactic. Well, yeah, what's Tim going to get on this? Okay, now I, well, I first have to figure out how to go back to the test. Uh, let's see. Okay. So I, so thought, I thought it was interesting. You know, apart from the one ambiguous question, it seemed really short. Like, I, I figured yeah. it would be much more detailed. But this oh, is yeah. this is the test from the Kinsey Institute. I'm a little I'm a little distraught that like, you got uh, a you're I, I weird. need some closure, man, on that. Yeah. You, know? you need to know what you are, don't you? <laughs> well, well, and I, you I mean you could even just look at the scale and and see the different Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I know. Um I wonder though if it is also looking for somebody who may be asexual which might throw the test off. In a way, like maybe if you asked a question yeah. that was meant for somebody who was asexual, if you answered it the wrong way, it wouldn't know how to tabulate that. Maybe it's just really shitty coding. <laughs> or maybe I'm just unusual. Maybe Dan um, should go in there and fix that with his it's, awesome, it's, it's beautiful not, coding. It's not entirely impossible that I'm just unusual. No. Like that, I mean, that, that, that you're, could you're be. a unique little snowflake. Yeah, that just could like be. Just like everybody else. Right. Right, right. But uh, you are yeah. unique, just like everybody else. That is the one thing we all have in common. I was, I would say, I'm somewhere between fifteen and twenty percent gay, maybe. That's, what, you told that's me. what I say. Yeah. So on a scale of zero to six, that'd make you, yeah, like one, two, one or two. More fluid than most, I think, but less willing isn't the right word, but less interested. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, my girlfriend will tell you that. <laughs> okay, you don't have to prove anything here, so calm down. <laughs> it was, was that a testosterone issue? <laughs> like, I feel like that was the opposite I'm not of that. gay, ask my girlfriend. <laughs> That's not what I said. Is like, that what it sounded like I said? No. No, I mean, half no, of my work man. thinks I'm gay, so they, as far as they know, I never dated a person in my you're life. Who? I just let them Wait, think you that. work at a firehouse, yeah. and half who? of them think you're gay. Yeah. There should be more orgies going on, and there should be more <laughs> stories happening right now. Calendars! Calendars! <laughs> I just let them think I'm gay, because I think it's funny that everybody thinks I'm gay. That's I'm so always, weird. How do um, they think that? Why? Because they never, because I don't talk about every woman I've ever had sex oh. with, and I don't talk about... Dating women at work. You're I not keep, like the ultra macho. No, I keep well, my personal, keep personal life private. Personal, yeah. And I don't talk about it at work and I don't share it with a lot of guys at work. So a lot of gotcha. them are like, well, he never dates. He's never had sex with a woman before. He must be gay. Right. Well, their ego isn't what determines Wait, you've never their sexual had sex? orientation. Yeah. According to people at work, that's the way they think. Yeah. It should come as no surprise, but I am a number six exclusively homosexual. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> well, it looks like we picked the right guest to talk about pride. What? <laughs> we, we had to do the test. Could have so, been me. You don't know. The thing Nobody knows. The thing that I love about the Pride Festival is just everybody who's there is just fucking happy to be there. Everybody yeah, has yeah. a good time. Everybody is just getting along with everybody else. There's no... I don't know. There's no, there's no feeling of animosity anywhere right. with anybody. And you have... Even within the gay community, you have a wide range of types of gay people. Absolutely. You know, we talked about the bears last week mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and you know the different classifications of gay people. I love that everybody there whether they were gay or straight and of course there were tons of straight uh supporters there, everybody just gets along and has a great time. Well, I'm going to counter, well maybe not counter but kind of add to what you're saying that the majority of the people at Pride aren't gay, which is a big thing I think uh, many people need to realize. The whole point of Pride, while there is a particular reason that there is a Pride and a Pride Parade, which we can get into because I'm not sure if many people, I know many gay people don't know the reason behind the Pride Parade, and I'd be more than willing to go into that. But um, the point of Pride as it stands today is not necessarily being gay. It's about... Being somebody who's felt like they are different from the culture that they come from. Mm. And there are a lot of people like that in Utah. Right. So it's no surprise that it's become the largest parade in Utah and the largest festival in Utah. That's a great point. And I'm sure there are are people listening who don't know the purpose of a pride parade and festival. Right. Yeah. Please enlighten them. Well, I'm sure everybody's heard of uh, Stonewall and what happened in the 60s at the Stonewall Bar. That pretty much um, being gay was a subversive action and was illegal. So the police raided this particular bar uh, before, or they raided this particular bar and a big brawl ensued. And a lot of people were arrested. A lot of people were sent to hospital. But after that, in dealing with the aftermath of that some very, what I would say, very, very brave people decided to stand up and say, this needs to stop. This isn't happening just in our tiny section of Manhattan, which everybody assumes is the bastion of liberal thinking. If it's not happening, or if this is happening in the bastion of liberal thinking, how is it happening everywhere else across the country? 
And they decided, I believe it was a week, maybe it was in June. That's all I can say. And that's the most important thing to say is that it was in June, probably a week or the exact weekend that this raid happened on Stonewall, where they decided they were going to take hand signs, uh, rainbow flags. They were going to hold hands with their same sex partners and march up the street to Central Park and declare to one and all that this does happen in New York City. This does happen in the United States. And that's exactly what they did. I can't remember exactly what streets they started at, and but I do know it ended at the park, and it started in downtown Manhattan. And a few gay people started marching towards Central, Central park. park. And yeah. they got to Central Park, and the parade of supporters the parade of actual gay people was bigger than how it would start than when it had started yeah right and i think that's so people just joining as they were marching showing showing support. support and people being okay not being afraid of what was going to happen to them and they made it to the park they made it to the park and they had a celebration afterwards and that's the beginning of pride and that's what it means to be proud, not only as somebody who is gay, but as somebody who may be atheist and not sure how they're being receptive, is you're not the only one. We're going to prove it by doing something that nobody would expect, and it's going to work out just fine. Mm -hmm. It worked out just fine, and it's been working out just fine since then. And it's going to continue working out just fine and continue to become even bigger than how it started. And I think that's what, you know, gets lost in the discussion over pride, especially from the straight community, the religious community who views pride as, Oh, just an excuse for naked men to dance around on floats. I'd actually had that, not with this whole story about, uh, the the first March, but I had a guy at work that saw me tagged in a a photo on Facebook of me sitting in the booth at a atheist Utah booth. And he's like, What's this shit? Fucking atheists sitting at the the gay pride stuff, and I'm like, what are you talking about? It's like, what are atheists doing at gay pride? Why are you even at gay pride? I'm like, <laughs> are you serious, dude? <clears throat> Gays don't own gay pride. I'm like, no, my gay, my gay pride isn't all about gay people. He's like, really? I'm like, no. There's a tons of groups there showing support. Right. Yeah. Groups that are minorities that want to speak up and say, hey, listen, we're not going to just sit here and let you walk over us. And I'm like, it's a right. big thing. It's not just. The LGBT community, even though they're a big part of it, they're the one that started it, more people have joined in and taken part and shown, hey, we're with you in this, and guess what? We're also a, a minority group, and we stand with you. Right, and that's what I want everybody to take from it. Although now it has become this event where if you are different, celebrate it. And clearly there are a lot of people in Utah that are different than what is prescribed them to be, which would add, I think, Matt, to why you are surprised that it was bigger Mm -hmm. than what you would expect. It's not just about being gay, but at the same time, I don't want to underestimate the impact and the value where Pride originated from, that it did take um, a couple people in the 60s to say, that we're not going to stand for this. We're not going to legally be different than everybody else. 
that fight right. continues today and it will yeah. continue fighting on until there are equal rights for everybody. And that's and, a, that's a strong message to all my brothers and sisters who scored an unusual on the Kinsey test. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I personally love it. I love it that it's downtown. So like it's a few blocks from the Mormon temple yeah. on a Sunday. And I'm kind of always like, I'm right. like, this is just a way of shoving it down your throat going. You are not the only ones in the state. Yeah. You are yeah. not the people. They who still are... managed to get a shit ton of press because they had their little fucking. Yeah. They, they building they, bridges. Oh, the well, building like, bridges. They, and they played. They had they had rainbows in at, on the Mormon I think temple that at night. Was and God did it. Coincidental. I don't think oh, yeah. that was a planned thing. Or if it was, it was a subversive thing from somebody at like, oh, this is the sure? no, no, no. Mr. I Burns think, cowering in the corner. I think yeah, sure that, about that I think that Mormons building bridges gets a big. They get focus because everybody, like you just said, um, assume since it's on a Sunday. So the immediate thing for Mormon building bridge, Mormons building bridges is they left church to be here for this. Yeah. Which oh, they probably uh, yeah. did. <laughs> yeah. So what does that say to everybody? Well, that's the sacrifice. I mean, that's, that's right. what they've put into this movement. That's it's what just lost. about the least they could do. <laughs> yeah. Tim is wincing as I'm saying. <laughs> well, no, because it is the least they can do. But I also I don't want to underestimate that. The least they can do is probably the most somebody needs to hear in order to feel accepted. Maybe I'm being unfair. And that's what, because a lot of people, especially from Mormonism, a lot of gay people from Mormonism, they're at the end of their ropes because all of the, all that they get from the pulpit from home is that you are not normal and you need to change. And mm-hmm. whatever choices you feel are most appropriate for you are not the one that God means yeah. for you. That's the mindset I hope changes the most with people right. say. Well, yeah, and I know like 40% of homeless teens in Salt Lake City yes. are, are homosexuals. Yes. Right, and I hope that – and I know – Kicked that, out by their, parent, their Mormon parents, yeah, sorry, by the way. I know that there will be a time where we don't have to say Mormons building bridges – because we'll know that the true message is, I'm sorry my religion taught you that you were a bad person. Yeah, yeah. Which is what yep. Mormons building bridges essentially is trying to do. Okay, fair enough. I accept that. That was that was well said, Tim. Good, good job. You you changed my mind on that. Um, I think you know because it makes me it makes me think back to all the civil rights movements and when the majorities in power have <laughs> when the majorities in power have said. Uh, well, they've they've coined all the well, no, sorry, um, they've used the same term, bad, for all the different movements that have come sinful. up, sinful, sinful, whatever, yeah. But I mean, like you know, against God, right? Whether it was whether it was African Americans or women or gays or atheists or um, you know whatever whatever that minority group is that's saying, hey, just treat us equally. Um, they've always been or the poor. That's right. another one. Um, right. Anybody that's not. Rich, old, white, Christian male, right? Who has been in power for far too fucking long. God intended. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. That's exactly right. Well, I mean, is that not what we're saying? If we say absolutely Christian nation, I I guess. Well, that's a yeah, that's absolutely it. I guess I can see I can see that there may be some value in having Mormons building bridges. Almost said burning again. I can see some value in having Mormons building bridges around as at least something to point to for, for other LDS members mm-hmm. to point to and say, well, you know, maybe it is okay if I'm accepting of somebody who's gay. I may not 
you know, I may not agree with uh, any any sexual acts that they may that they may choose to do or or who they may choose to live their life with, but it's okay to at least be accepting with them. I guess I can see some value in that being, you know, a, a tiny little stepping stone to a wider acceptance. My problem with with Mormons, <laughs> it's almost automatic. <laughs> You've done with, it so Mormons, many times. with Mormons building bridges is <laughs> that they they stifle a lot of a lot of the, a lot of the people who are even in that group and would choose to be more progressive. They tell them, no, you can't do that. You know, they say, no, we don't want any kind of talk about marriage equality. We don't want to talk about, you know, somebody actually, you know, expressing themselves sexually if the, if they're homosexual. We don't want any kind of that talk. We just want to tell people that we love them. Yeah, fine, good. But it, to me, that's, and that's where I say that it seems a masturbatory, self-serving exercise. Right, yeah. which is essentially the problem with Mormons building bridges, is that they're not actually building bridges. They're seeking a Band-Aid for uh, the issue at large. Right. The unwillingness to accept equality among differing viewpoints. And I completely agree with that. And I completely agree that that's something that we obviously here are working to fight against. Yeah. Not necessarily fight against, but we're looking to tear down the attitudes of the people who think that, that that's not something that should be appropriate in our society. Um, the only thing I'm going to say against that, though, is how hard was it for any of us to come out as atheist in your own life? It wasn't too difficult mm. for me. I mean, I think most of my family had had a pretty decent idea. Yeah. Uh, but I know that, you know, there are members of our group who, even as members in our group, are still closeted yes. atheists. And, yeah, so... Take the example, take the similarity between the two. As difficult as maybe you think it is currently, or it was in the past, is the exact same way that any gay Mormon feels Mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And how easy would it have been for you to come out and to accept what you know you believe if somebody else on the other side was cheering you on? I think it would have been even, even more easy... If that group that was cheering me on was fully accepting and did and was all about full equality, not just, yeah, we love you. I agree. Even though you're gay, we love you. I agree. And that's that's my that's my mm -hmm. problem with that's why we're here, though. Right. Yeah. Right. And and that's (laughs) yeah. And and I mean, that's a big part of why Atheists of Utah exists and why we are vocal and, you know, try to try to cause a stir and, and get people to know that we are here and we're. We're okay. We're good people. We contribute to the community. We do a lot of good works. You know, it's not just it's not just a bunch of fedora wearing douchebags sitting yeah. around thinking that we're smarter than everybody else. Yeah. Like I know at the Pride <laughs> booth, a lot of people seem surprised when you tell them, like, "Oh yeah, we, you know, we, we we volunteer at these organizations. We donate food. You know, we help out at Planet Parenthood. We do highway cleanups. You know, we got quarterly parties and all that kind of stuff." Like, you guys do all of that? Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I thought you just atheist. Yeah, and I never wanted, or I don't even still think that my being gay is an issue in the group, because um, it's not. I've never had to think twice about it, and the reason I'm in the group is more for other reasons separate from this other thing that happens to be a part of my life. Yeah. And I embrace that, and 
I look forward to the day where people don't have to think about being gay as a negative yeah. mm-hmm. and whatnot. Well, you know, and when we were at the Provo Pride Festival last year, um, we had a, we had, and I mentioned it last week, we had this group of Christians who were roaming through the Pride Festival down there. And, a roving band. Yeah, you know, a roving <laughs> band of Christians thumping their Bibles loudly. Right. Um, and they stopped at the booth and... You know, at first I had no idea that they were this this Christian group because they they went in very incognito and they even lied to the pre- the the festival organizers that yeah. you know they there were a few of them that they were like hey you know the, the organizers were like hey you know you can't be proselytizing to people here you know we see you've got this big group and they were like oh no we're not in a group we don't have a group of people here this is just me this is just me walking around talking to people and that was bullshit because then you see them a half an hour later all congregated under one tree. You know, basically right. going over the different things that they'd been doing and discussing. Birds of a feather. Right. But anyway, so they stopped by the booth, and the leading question from from one of the guys was, you know, what does what does atheism have to do with being gay or with a pride festival? And immediately, I just I said, you know, well, gays and atheists are natural allies. We're we're a minority group who was ostracized. By a religious my, uh, yeah. by a religious majority, you know, really, yeah, really, the only the only argument that can be made against homosexuality is a religious argument these days. Right. There are no not these days ever. Right, ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, sorry, ever. Yeah. <laughs> ever. I mean, it's 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 the one that you know you can't you can't disprove scientifically. You know, it used to be the case that they would say you know that that being gay led to a whole bunch of you know. A whole bunch of really bad things. Child that you, rape. Yeah, that you couldn't you couldn't be a moral person. You couldn't you couldn't rear children. You couldn't you know you couldn't be a quote unquote normal heterosexual is a, a contributing you know, you, person in society. Right, right. I've heard that many and times. And so there there were all of these different things that, that used to float around and different reasons why people would say that they were against uh, anybody who who was homosexual. And really, it's it's been whittled down to the only the the only argument you can make against homosexuality is a religious argument now. And so we're natural allies in that we're seeking acceptance from everybody, including religious people, to let them know that they can't walk on atheists or gay people anymore. They they need to stop being dicks. Right, yeah. because yeah. not having a religion does not make you a bad person. Right. And not being gay does not make or, or not being make you gay a does person. not make you or a bad, bad. person. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe just to kind of tie up the loose ends on this this subject so we've got tim and dan here together what what kind of collaborative <laughs> what's funny about that i'm, I'm just wondering where this is going okay well me let me talk <laughs> what what kind of collaborative effort can you see to to improve conditions for the lgbtq community and the atheist community um moving forward in such a religious state well, first of all, are you kidding? The turnout for the Atheists yeah. of Utah at the Gay Pride Festival already has been phenomenal. And the fact that so many of the people who turned out are not actually gay themselves is even more phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And the fact that they're willing to put themselves out there, not only as atheists, which is hard enough, <laughs> but as... Got a loose dog. Sexually unusual. <laughs> In Matt's case, yes. But as, as allies of people who are also 
uh, have felt the ostracization from the community. That alone suggests a deeper uh, relationship than I I don't know many of many atheists think about. As Dan was saying, that the gay community and the atheist community have a lot in common. I don't know how many people have thought about that, and I think, more importantly, I don't know how many people care about that. Mm. Because what matters most when it comes to our political goals is the same thing. We want equality. We Mm -hmm. don't want Christian values, if that's so what the majority population thinks that they can push upon us. We don't want those values pushed on us in any way if it's not supported yeah. in reality. <laughs> yeah. And I know me and Matt actually walked around and we did some interviews with people and that video is actually yeah. up on the Atheists of Utah uh, YouTube page talking to some really yep. go- really great organizations that were there to Pride Fest. Yep. I even think just that little bit of walking around and talking to those people in those groups might have actually helped bring some ties together a little bit because they seemed like they were appreciative of us wanting to come and interview them. And I've uh, sent them the videos on Facebook and I've gotten responses back to them saying, hey, thank you very much. This is really yeah. cool. You know, thanks for what you're doing and stuff. Yeah, so absolutely. Just- go check it out if, you, if you've got a couple of minutes. It's just a quick little, you know, we interviewed a couple of different uh, groups that were we're promoting some equal rights stuff. Um, it's on the YouTube page. And uh, if, if you got the, the means to some of these, you know, you could help donate to uh, donate. Well, the very first group up, <laughs> yeah. Slip restore, it, our humanity. Uh, restore our right. humanity. They're the ones that had amendment three in Utah taken down. And they are right now trying to pay back the lawyers for all the work they did, did to try the to get fantastic it, work. Yes. Payback uh, yeah. and are still paying for yes. it while Utah has. And this the, was, this was striking down the ban on, on gay, marriage gay, in Utah, gay marriage in Utah. The amendment three. And yeah. while Utah enjoys the taxpayer money that they have to, uh, fight and, the court's decision that this is unconstitutional, restore our humanity and the Derek V kitchen or the kitchen V Herbert. Yeah. Herbert. Excuse kitchen. me. Yeah lawsuit um they don't have that right no. they don't have they don't have that luxury no they don't the luxury exactly yeah. of um they have a seven hundred thousand dollar bill they're trying to pay back right now from those lawsuits yeah and everyone I mean, knows U- that utah state's not oh, yeah. spending that tax money state on of utah blinks their eye yeah. and spends three million dollars to try and get it repealed yeah right right and yep. continues to fight it yes yeah, right. continue. so it's a worthwhile cause so um yeah we we, we just went around try to help them get their message out so if you can just take a take a quick look and and support what you can. But anyway, go ahead, Ryan. And their, and their websites are linked right on that YouTube page, right at the, right at the bottom in the, uh, in the about section. You can find the links to all their pages. Uh, there's some good groups. Just, you know, give it a listen, give it a watch, give them some support and help them out because yeah, they restore, really are doing good stuff. Yeah, Restore Our Humanity is also having a family carnival uh, this Saturday. Uh, you can find the information about that on their website. It's restoreourhumanity.org. Uh, you can find information about their carnival. You should go out and support them in that. Really? Yep. yep. Uh, Dan, so what do you think about the collaboration? What can we do in the future to? Um, I would like to see. I would like to see a lot of the same things we're doing continue. Um, I agree. It mm-hmm. would be. It would be great. Something that I was disappointed in for the last three years, actually, um, is that as part of the Pride Festival and everything leading up to the parade and festival, um, is an interfaith service. Mm. And Atheists of Utah has never been included in that. And that, uh, 
and I, you know, I can kind of understand why because we're not really, a re- you know, we're not we're mm-hmm. not a religion, yeah. we're not a faith, we're not a faith. But at the same time, it would be great to be able to get our message out to those in the LGBT community uh-huh. who aren't aware that we're even around and existent or there to support them. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if you know that there are official interfaith celebrations before Pride. Yes. Yeah. Well, and that's that's what I mean. Is, is right. that I know that these exist, and atheists of Utah has never been invited to those. Have we asked? No. No. Honestly, <laughs> I mean, I and and maybe that's something that we ought to do. Um, because I know. Well, just personally speaking, and um, anecdotal evidence is never accepted no, ahead, yeah. officially, but just from my own experience, I had I know some people who participate in those who are of faith who are supportive of not only myself and the pride movement, but of myself as somebody who does not have a faith in God or whatever, dot, dot, dot. Um, So I know that they're out there and I wonder if it just takes a little more reaching out. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's a good point. Um, I think we could, we could do a better job at reaching out and contacting the people at the pride center to say, Hey, you know, we'd like to be included also. We would like to be more supportive, give you, you know, give you a broader base of support and do whatever we can to help. You know, it could just be that it hasn't even occurred to them to invite us. I mean, right. Mm-hmm. Most likely right. it never even occurred. Yeah. yeah. So see, my silly little question turned out to be rather constructive after all. I might <laughs> <laughs> what else do you have? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we so, hit some news items or you got Maybe the right? problem is that you weren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Could be. I think like Dan, the man Dan in Washington was State who got pulled over and said what? he was not drunk yet filled with the Holy Spirit. Dude, he got a segue in after Whoa. all. Ah! <laughs> after I trounced that thing last week. <laughs> the Holy Spirits. So a 28 year old man <laughs> in Tacoma, Washington <laughs> told the police as he was pulled over that all they would find in his blood is heavenly stimulants in his system that are uh, after his arrest for drunk driving. Uh, but before he got arrested for drunk driving, apparently he went to a gas station. Heaven, heavenly stimulants? Hen- heavenly stimulants. So like Merry Christmas? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> oh, excellent. That was a good one. <laughs> this, is the, this is the God is the Revolution pun cast. <laughs> but apparently after arriving at a gas station, Stanley allegedly put two packages of donuts in the countertop and yelled at the clerk, Hey, I need gas and I have no money. <laughs> So the clerk okay. locked him out. Jesus, take so he, the wait, wheel. wait, wait. So, so the clerk what? <laughs> locked him out. Oh, okay. Then he got arrested. I'll and get he, these donuts after and he had gas, wrecked his and vehicle. I don't have any money. So he crashed his car, went to the gas station, gave the clerk a bunch of donuts, told him he had no money, wanted some freaking gas. Then he got <laughs> locked out. And then arrested until the cops said he uh, was filled with the heavenly spirit, not alcohol. Wait, did he get the donuts at the store and put them on the counter? That, when he it to did buy say. Them, or, it just. I wonder if they were like this old stale donuts in the back of his car. Yeah. It or he been just funnier. took them and said, "I think it would have been funny." How much if he got gas can I get for this cops? dozen donuts? <laughs> <laughs> After he takes them off the Krispy Kreme or Dunkin' Donut? <laughs> it's, it's Homer of the future, whose only currency is donuts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was a short, quick so what, one what right there. Did, is there a? Fo- I mean, is that all that we know? That's all. It was just a little quick one-page thing. Yeah, that is bizarre. Where he basically told the cops that pull my blood because all you will find are heavenly stimulants in my system. <laughs> I think. More importantly, <laughs> <is> so weird. <laughs> more importantly, with these stories that seem ridiculous to anybody who doesn't know, this makes total sense to me because 
one of the things that evangelical Christians teach is for you to be drunk with the spirit. (laughs) (laughs) And isn't that so much fun? Well played, sir. (laughs) Some people take it more literally than others, apparently. Yes. (laughs) So were these were these were these powdered donuts? Uh, They didn't (laughs) specify because if they were cream filled donuts, obviously those are worth more. Well, no, the I was thinking holes are worth a little less. I was thinking he was doing lines of powdered. <laughs> the holes <laughs> may be a little bit more. <laughs> it is the Those body. Aren't any ordinary sprinkles? <laughs> yeah. No, but seriously, being drunk in the spirit is something that I am more than familiar is with. Is that a Pentecostal thing or what? Oh yeah, what religion did you grow up with? Well, I didn't grow up with one. Okay. It was um, in my early teen years that my mother decided that we were going to be born again Christians. Oh, that's right. Which I don't. Yeah. Uh, code Do you know word, what led to this? Code word evangelical. Apparently, it is something that my mom always believed in, but we never had to do. I remember only going to church once in my life before ever having to go to church again when I was 12 years old. Wow. So I'm not exactly sure what led to it. But nonetheless, as part of an evangelical slash Pentecostal belief, because the Pentecostals evangelicism is based sort of on a Pentecostal idea. We can get into that later, but I'm not sure if you want to. But anyway, (laughs) the whole idea is getting drunk with the spirit is as it would be with getting drunk. Literally, you want to take in so much fuzzy. Yeah. You want to take in so much air quotes, God that it makes you crazy. And that's when people start speaking in tongues. And that's when people start, Falling back and everything because they are filled with the spirit. They are drunk with God. And that literally means literally what do you think literally it says. They literally think that they are literally drunk with God. Are they literally talking about literally? I think you're using literally a little too hyperbolically. They think they're drunk with God. That's why this story doesn't surprise me in the least because – it doesn't matter what sort of booze he was on. He was on God. He was doing yeah. shots of Jesus Meister. <laughs> he was well, anyways, <laughs> after they pulled this guy's blood, he was charged with driving under influence, hit and run, attempted robbery, and driving underneath the, driving with a suspended license. Cheers, cheers. Being Christian does not mean nope. you are exempt from laws at I, all. <laughs> I wonder if his argument in court is they are going against my religious oh, freedom. yeah. Interesting, because he did plead that. Well, we'll see. Well, that seems to be the... Um, <laughs> go-to argument? Du jour. Yeah, the yeah. du jour. <laughs> Very the nice. go-to argument du jour. Yeah. <laughs> I can believe the whatever I want, jour. and you questioning my beliefs makes you intolerant. Yeah, because that's the only thing over the last, you know, half or full century that's that's really been sort of given special treatment. Yeah. I mean, because I know me as a firefighter, if I were to go on scene... I know you as a firefighter, too. And I were to say, I do not believe that uh, my religious convictions will allow me to do this, I would get uh, fired. I mean, I don't know what happened to a cop Speaking if he did something like that. Speaking of not doing your job, as it <laughs> I mean, are, I, man, I, I couldn't imagine a police Speaking of not doing your saying, job as a public servant. Is your last name Segway? <laughs> <laughs> or is that your middle? Or did you fall off a cliff? Sorry. <laughs> well, now I'm just hoping that, that, we're, that I've got the same story in mind. <laughs> yes, I'm you do. I'm sure you do. Utah cop defamed, quote, defamed by gay pride parade conflict. The horror. (laughs) 
<laughs> was that an OR or just a horror? The horror. The horror. Hors d'oeuvres? Hors d'oeuvres, yeah. The horror. <laughs> oh, the humanity. Okay. Or lack thereof, was it, was as it, it would seem. What was that? Oh, the humanity. A Salt Lake City police officer says the department defamed him and violated his rights when he was put on leave after a conflict over his assignment at Sunday's Utah Pride Parade. This was paid leave, by the way. I just want to say that. Um, So no real punishment at all. Uh, Quote, he feels that the same protections that afford individuals to participate in a parade like we had Sunday are the very constitutional protections that were not afforded to him, Brett Rawson, the officer's attorney, said. What rights are those? Well, I think the first thing that I initially took when this part of the story came out was the words attorney. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, this does not sound like something this gentleman would say, but as soon as somebody thought maybe a incident was brewing, they jumped right on that. Well, no, now yeah, he's, he's he yeah he has lawyered up. He's yeah. he's now suing for defamation, as I just said, uh, for not a, for not assuming his civic duty. Now, who is he suing for defamation? Is it the actual Salt Lake County Police Department, the newspapers, or the list who he's suing um, for defamation? Let me continue to read and see if that um, the police department and Rawson, this guy's attorney, have not identified the officer who made national news last week. When the department told the Salt Lake Tribune he had not been or he had been put on leave for refusing to work an assignment at the annual gay pride parade. So he hasn't even been identified. I don't they're think not, he needs to be. Yeah, they're not they're no. not they're not we identifying just agree him. That that this person doesn't need to be isolated. Well, how is he defamed, defamed if, if no one knows who he been is? Identified? Yeah. That's the kick. And that's what I don't understand about this whole conflict at all because any of the news articles before this the police department never mentioned him by name oh no all the police department ever said was he refused to do his duty and there's nothing in this lawsuit that says he didn't refuse to do his duty it says he did not agree with what he was Was assigned assigned to do like it gets better so i I was it does it gets better this makes me mad so if he's called to the scene, if he's called to the scene of a crime where someone who is gay has had the shit beat out of him, is he not going to help them at all? Well, fuck that guy. Good yeah, question. Fuck that guy. Well, and so um, in because last week, if you listen to the podcast, I really had no response to Dan's. I highlight every single line. <laughs> well, it just so happened that that week that he decided to notice my notes. No, I didn't, no, I don't think that, that was his criticism. It's that you still weren't able to accurately. Oh wow, so two, <laughs> two, two criticisms on the same. All right, thank you, Tim. All We're right. glad to have you. And I just uh, want to say, Dan, I have your back. <laughs> thank, you, thank you very much. Oh man, but I but I'm sexually unusual. Uh, That's your problem. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and my girlfriend's. Then it says, "Quote the the officer simply felt." that the level of participation required in the event could be perceived as endorsing or advocating in favor of LGBTQ community, a position which made him uncomfortable given his personal and religious beliefs. And that is the point, after a page and a half of reading this, where I said, okay, 
There it is. Question to everybody. Sorry, sorry. Religious bigotry is not a constitutionally protected right. Right. But question to everybody. What is the first thing you think of when you see police at any event? Is they're, it, they're doing their job. Is it, oh, they obviously support what's going on? No, no. Or is no, it, no. there's got to be police no. here. Yeah. Uh, Th- there's a lot of people here that are going to be thinking a whole bunch of different things, and they're here to keep the peace. Because the parade started off with the police on their motorcycles, which I have videotape of, which is apparently is a, a rare thing right now. Clearing the path yes. for the parade, they, which is their duty. Those roads were open for the first and up until ten minutes before the parade started, all those roads were open that the parade was going to go down. So when the parade started, those motorcycles went all the way down the entire yeah. route, closed all yeah. the roads, and then the fire department came through. Yeah. And then the parade started. Yeah. By the way, thank you very much, everybody else at the SLCPD. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and fire department as well. Where yeah. there was where there was absolutely no issues. Which no. the spokesperson Whatsoever. of the police department has made no qualms in saying, "We support what is going on." The chief of True. police supports the gay community, and He's a whether really good dude. well, yeah, yeah, and the spokeswoman for for the Salt Lake Police Department, right? Mm-hmm. They say wholeheartedly, "We support the gay community," which I don't think anybody should. Think less of because yes, they do. What's at issue here is what do we think is appropriate get out of jail free card, as it were, for anybody who has religious objections. I, I don't think you should have a get out of if you're in a if you work in a position where you are required to serve everyone, no matter race, color, read, sexual yeah. preference, religious preference, whatever you are. You should not be able to go, well, guess I don't really feel uh, comfortable with this this week, and so I'm not going to go do it. Yeah, well, like, and you, you, and you have had your own duty. No, yeah, I can't. You've had many experiences at, if, at, at having those kinds of battles, personally. If I go to a call to a church, I'm an atheist. I can't go, well, I'm not going to go put that fire out in that church because yeah. I don't really like churches. And, you know and you know what? And they never <laughs> Pray fucking, for God to put out the flames, and they motherfucker. Never, yeah, yes, yes. <laughs> I wish I could say that, but I'm not allowed to. Right, and they never... <laughs> fucking notice that. Yeah. They uh, never give you credit for that shit. I mean, even even as doctors, doctors have the Hippocratic Oath, yes. which basically says you do no harm. That's your sole job. Point of order here. Doctors do not have to take an oath. The doctor oath is just something that's voluntary, and yeah. a lot of countries outside of the United States don't okay. have an oath. Well, it's just want to say, I know it's a downer, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, the Hippocratic Oath comes from an actual doctor that had the name. Uh, Hippocrates, Hippocrates yeah. who Greece, basically yeah. had the one rule of do no harm to do everyone. No harm. And right. that, that's, that's what the Hippocratic Oath is. First, and I think do any no harm, doctor, right. yeah. First, Except do doctors no aren't bound by that oath, which I think no. is the well, difference. Um, Hold on. I think that's the Wow. Di- Dude, <laughs> go ahead. I'm just saying I don't want a whole lot of chatter going on behind what I'm trying to say. Sure. Um, doctors aren't bound legally by the Hippocratic Oath. They take the oath because it's a good thing for them to say publicly that, of course, the reason that they're doctors is to heal other people. Yes. Whereas somebody yeah, yeah. in a public safety situation is bound by law to yes. not have personal conflict come into um, come into matter at all with their decision-making. And this is clearly an example of somebody whose personal convictions has affected their ability to do their job. 
which means that yeah. they have just disqualified themselves for the position. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And that's that's the issue. That's that's the whole problem with this this whole situation. Yeah. It's not that as a public servant he's not allowed to have personal opinion. It's just that once he gets on duty, his personal beliefs and his Out the door. has to right. has to stay <laughs> yeah. at home. Right. And he's he's since resigned, right? Yes. Um, like he resigned yesterday, I want to say. I, I think so, and I think in the resignation, mm-hmm. his name still didn't come out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the the spokeswoman for for the Salt Lake Police Department though did she told the Tribune that the her heart. the vast majority of officers <laughs> when they come to work understand that they leave their personal opinions and at home and serve the community. Uh, she said we have gay we- uh, men and women that serve the police department. Um, so th- yeah. that was. That was sort of a nice ending, you know. I wish I wish it wouldn't have been a resignation, and I I, I wish it would have been just a straight up shit firing. And, yeah, you know. Right, but I think a lot of people don't understand what it actually means. Was this person being forced to participate in the parade? And from a previous article that I read, how it works with the police department is they put up sign up sheets. And any officer that wants to sign up for a particular event like the Pride Parade, like the Days of 47 Parade, can sign up to be a part of it. And when there is not enough sign-up-ees, as it were... Yeah, when there aren't enough volunteers, then they they assign people. They start assigning people to it. And And it sounds like this person was on the low end of the totem pole. He got assigned something to which he didn't want. And um, from the lawsuit, he tried to trade with other people, but they weren't willing to do it. It is not up then to the police department to um, – what's the right word that I'm looking for? To well, excuse him because of that. It's yeah, not that's preferential their, treatment. Right, right. It's not their problem yeah, right, So let's, let's change the scenario then. Let's say he gets an emergency call – where a 19-month-old has had their arms chopped off and they're laying in a bathtub because their religious mother thinks that... God just spoke to them. Sure, right? And he's got to respond to that call. Does he then tell his commanding, commanding whatever, that he's not going to respond to that because he doesn't believe in the religion that that mother believes in, and so therefore he's not going to do anything to aid that, you know, Right. You see what I'm saying? Not even He's that. neglecting his, his religion do- should never enter exactly. into, so, I mean, into so a public position. If you change the scenario a little bit, all of a sudden, it, you know, I, I mean. Let's make it a little bit easier. If this I was, was, I mean. If, <laughs> if this was the Days of 47 parade and he refused to participate in it because maybe he is a Ute Indian yeah. And his, or he's a Catholic and just doesn't like the Mormons. Not yeah. even that. A you Indian who his stance is, we were here before the Mormons. Mormons. I don't want yeah. to celebrate anything about Mormonism. I believe the exact same thing would happen to him. Would, yeah, would it not? Yeah. And yeah. am I going out on a limb and saying that? No, I don't think so at all. I, I, <clears throat> I think once you once you take that position, you're you, you're you a public servant. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Once you sign you up gotta, for you, public you cannot, service. You are beholden to the public yeah, right. and not who you determine the appropriate public so, should so be. So what about a librarian turning someone away at the door because they are a, of a different religion? That's, First of that's all, illegal, yeah. too. Way okay. too much power than yeah. a librarian has. But. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying we're throwing out ridiculous scenarios. So right. I thought, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, that's <laughs> – I, I don't think if you operate a business in a public setting open to the public – you yeah. should not be allowed to turn anyone away for any specific race, religion, yeah. ethnicity, or I said that basically, right. or sexual preference. 
Now, what I would say you can turn someone away from is someone comes in and are being rowdy. Right. Fine, well, we're away. talking yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. a couple of different well, and, things. Here. Yeah. Well, and those well, are, I, I, and you're, those are protected classes also. Yes. Exactly. Which is what I wanted to get to. Except for in Utah. No, no, no. <laughs> well, it's still a protected class, and you could still bring a lawsuit for violating the Civil Rights Act of 1964. However, what's not included in that class is sexual orientation. That, that, that's what I was getting at saying. Yeah, yeah, it was, it's not yeah. protected because in Utah, you can still be right. Uh, kicked out of an apartment or fired from a job or not allowed housing because of your sexual preference. If you're gay or transgender. Or transgender, yeah. yes, mm-hmm. which is batshit crazy. Right, because we afford these, or maybe we've come to expect that these things shouldn't be done because of these laws. And maybe there will be a day where we include sexual orientation or gender identity as a protected class, as we do religious preference, yes. as we do ethnic origin. And we should. Exactly, we should. And hopefully there will be a day where it's a no-brainer that these things, of course we don't do that. But for right now... Of course we're not fucking bigoted assholes. Yeah, yeah. But, but we all, don't have to right now. But it's always a fight. I mean, it's every, every single step. For every single group has been has been a battle. I mean, right now, I hate the biggest excuse where someone will say, I am not a bigot. It's my religion. So, therefore, yeah. since my religion says yeah. it, it doesn't make how, me a bigot. I'm like, how does throwing your religion on top of it make you not a bigot? I'm like, well, that just makes you bigot. It makes you a religious, religious bigot. bigot. <laughs> it, just, it, it means they're a bigot, but they don't have to explain it. It makes you infallible. And that's <laughs> what a lot of people would like to think they are. They're not responsible for their own actions or their own thoughts. My yeah. imaginary authority is more important than my actual authority. There you go. Speaking of infallibility. Ooh, is that a lead-in? That was horrible. <laughs> what that is was. it about segues in you guys? Can you not do one smoothly? I don't understand. That's, that's Sometimes part of the game, they're Tim. really good, yeah. No, that's part of the game. Uh, they're almost perfect until somebody brings up that a segue is coming. That's the game! We just go, hey, uh, so, speaking of... Today we're playing Find the Segway. Found it. Found it, found it, found it. Spotted it. <laughs> Because you made it obvious. <laughs> uh, but continue. I'm unusual in so many things. St. Louis Archbishop Robert Carlson. Uh, uh, Dan has some uh, opinions. You'll love this one, Tim. I already love it. Gave a deposition last month in a lawsuit that claims the Minnesota Archdiocese and the Diocese of Winona created a public nuisance by keeping information on abusive priests secret, reported Minnesota Public Radio. The 69-year-old Carlson also faces a massive clergy abuse lawsuit in the Archdiocese of St. Louis, where he served as Archbishop since 2009. More than 100 priests and church employees have been accused of sexual abuse, and... More than 100! Yep. Yeah. Ridiculous. And the Missouri Supreme Court ordered the Archdiocese to turn over their names under seal. Uh... He said, and that's that's more than one hundred in just this diocese, right? Yes, yes, in, in Minnesota. Jesus, yep, I know. It's, it's don't act surprised because <laughs> that's not the surprising part of the story. <laughs> no, it gets much worse. <laughs> yeah. So uh, this guy says, "quote I'm not sure whether I knew it was a crime or not. I understand today it's a crime. What 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 what, what, what crime <laughs> yeah, would that, that a- be, sir?" 
robbing a gas station? Don't talk like that. You're only making it worse. Why, sir? I just want to Because as a man, I can't control myself. You need to stop making yourself appealing to me. Yeah. Come, come join me in the rectory. Um, By that, I mean the rectory. <laughs> Did you hear the one about the nun who chased the priest all around the rectory and finally caught him by the organ? Uh, dun, dun. Oh man! <laughs> I wish we that would have been. Way. I wish we had an organ. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> Where is the soundboard? When I'll, I I'll bring it. the keyboard next week. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, first of all, what a fucking liar that he didn't know. Um, but the accusers well, didn't know what you even said that part of it yet. Yeah, he didn't yeah, know yeah, that it was keep, a crime. Keep a crime going. to do what? Keep going. Dude, what else happened? Sexual abuse. What? Or what? You- Not of grandmothers, right? <laughs> what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> <laughs> the accuser's attorneys asked Carlson whether he knew in 1984 when he was an auxiliary bishop in the Archdiocese of St. Paul in Minneapolis. <laughs> that it was illegal for priests to have sex with children. He said, I'm not sure if I did or didn't. Referring to whether he knew if it was illegal or not. Right? Well, you know, it's a good Is it illegal out. to have sex with children? Legally. I'm not sure. I mean, Legally, I priest, so don't I don't know these things. I never read about it in civics class. My thought was, there are so many priests doing it, how could it be illegal? And aren't we all glad to have the truth in the church on earth so we know morally right from wrong? Right. Especially if you can get it into somebody. <laughs> wow, nice a custard cannon joke. <laughs> custard. Oh, I that was a double entendre cannon yes. cannon. Oh wow. <laughs> that was funny on more than one level. Yeah, and uh, nobody <laughs> laughed, which was weird. So, Carlson discussed the claim of one sex abuse victim and the statute of living, and the statute of limitations for such claims in a 1984 letter. <laughs> John Roach. (laughs) Then the Archbishop of St. Paul, (laughs) uh, Minneapolis. All right. You probably didn't get most of that. But uh, clearly, if he's discussing the statute of limitations, he's familiar with this, the the laws surrounding the issue. Right. And this was a letter written in 1984. So obviously, he's saying now he wasn't sure if he knew the laws. There's because a letter out from 1984 because talking about the statute of limitations. He's right. clear, he clearly knew, so he's a fucking liar. And no, no, no. What he is doing, regardless of statute of limitations, he's still liable for whatever happens if now he admits to something regardless. Because oh. child abuse yeah. has no statute no. of limitations. Well, I think it depends. I think it goes state to state. Depends on. The actual statute limitation. Then we're going to need more information. Well, and I'm not sure, but the fact the fact is, it doesn't. All of that's irrelevant because if the if he wrote a letter letter in '84 discussing he, things as intricate in the law as statute of limitations on certain crimes, like him knowing I got to wait 20 years, and then 30 <laughs> years later, yeah. he says, "Well, I don't know if I knew it was legal or not." Irregard bullshit. The statute of limitations is still a thing. Yes. Right, but I'm just. But what I'm saying is, he was clearly, he was clearly, he knew he could not talk about it at that time, or else he would be in trouble. He knows he cannot talk about it now, which is why he never said, "Yeah, I did this shit." Right? Or okay, so he's he's a liar. That in itself is an admission. No, is a tacit admission. He's claiming ignorance. 
And ignorance. He's claiming I didn't know it was illegal. Ignorance is oh, not an admission. Do this again. All right. Ignorance is not an admission to that's, anything. That's true. Okay. Fine. You Fair know, enough. Let's let's keep going. Um, reading between the lines <laughs> goes a long way in knowing what somebody's saying, but reading between the lines is not a legal thing. No. You cannot go in front of a judge and said, I read between the lines to what my client was saying, and even though he says, yeah, I raped kids, uh, that shouldn't be a thing. He can say that, but unless his client admits to it, it's irrelevant to anything. Well, and this I guy- think we can all agree that this guy's an asshole. Oh, yeah. On okay. the whole, regardless, because we can read between the lines and get away with it. All right, fair enough. And I think, I think we had a little bit of this last week in a story that I had. Imagine uh, that Christians and having to read between the lines. And I think, I think that we're <laughs> on a little bit different level coming at these stories. But my overall opinion is, uh, this guy's a fucking scumbag. Oh, yeah. This guy and is I, no, a no, scumbag. no, 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 no. You don't. You you already got to talk. It gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this guy's a fucking scumbag, and he's a lying piece of shit. And he covered all this shit up, and he's a fucking criminal, right? Yeah. And so, you know, yeah, I understand all the nuances, and there's little tricky lawyery shit that you can pull out of all of his statements and stuff. But I'm not in any way about to try to defend what he's saying. Oh, no, I'm on not going to defend him one bit. I, yeah, I, I know, but I'm just saying, we, I'm like, we kind of had this little... But there are nuances to this, sure. And legally, there's going to be some issues. I get that. I get that. But I'm not bringing this story up for that purpose. I'm just saying... This is in the news, and this guy's a fucking douchebag, and this is by no means uh, uh, like an isolated case oh, no, in, no, no, in no, the no. Catholic no, Church no. or even in Protestant sects or well, even like in Mormonism. Said, there, so there's more than 100 priests more than 100, in right. this diocese. diocese. Yes. Right, right. And so I, I don't know. I have this weird thing about like when I go through my notes and I highlight this stuff and I think, oh, yeah, I'll read this tonight and they'll agree with me. Well, that's well, I probably, do agree with you. Oh, I totally agree. <laughs> I, I agree think we're with you, too. And we were talking before. I know nobody else knows this, but we were talking before. <laughs> we know. We were talking no, they, they were here last week, so they, they know this. <laughs> okay, let's not get creepy. Um, no. Um, um, what? I get all that. And I obviously this guy should be punished for the things that he oversaw. And for the things that he let go, because the victims are never going to get anything out. These kids, their lives are already ruined. Yeah, they're they're ruined. ruined. Nothing. I feel like now I'm trying to defend this guy. There's nothing that will be able to be done. So I so I just try to get him. But I I well, I just did a quick search to see how many dioceses how many dioceses there are in the United States. There are 195 separate Catholic dioceses within the United States. That's for 50 states. Yeah. And within one, they had over 100 priests who were accused of this. Look to see how many priests have been convicted. Oh. Because I think that's going to be just in that one. It's going to be lower for sure. We're going to say hundreds of thousands of kids have been affected by this. Sure. Agreed. How many people have been punished for it? None. Very, very few. Yeah, fewer. fewer. Yeah. And not get, publicly they, either. they get moved around. Yeah. And yeah. I think what this story because portrays... Because the, the Vatican has fucking What this story portrays billions. is the ultimate sadness in this, is that you 
can feign ignorance all you want, and it's going to allow you to get away with a lot. And that's yeah. ultimately what this has to say, that it is a failing on all of us to rightfully prosecute and rightfully bring yeah. to justice the people who are responsible so that's for this. Well, and when, that's you have, when you have professional apologists like yeah, yeah. Bill Donahue Bill out Donahue, there yeah, exactly. talking fuck about how, oh, it's not pedophilia, it's pederasty, and somehow that's fucking better. Yeah, yeah. I'd, I would like to see his his explanation or his his apologist stance on a hundred priests in one fucking diocese abusing children. You have his yeah. apology right here in this guy's statement. Okay, yeah. so, so I didn't know whether or not it was right. Blah 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 blah. You knew whether or not it's right. You so, know so we're, now. We're all yeah. on board yeah. that the institutional pedophilia of the Catholic Church is and the not, hiding is of not, it is not cool, right? I think it's oh the no. The hiding right, of it and the unwillingness as an institution to, to admit take responsibility. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. 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 That these things have happened that makes it more of a crime already over on top of what a horrible crime it yes, already right. is. Yeah. Here's where it gets interesting. Oh my god, it gets interesting. <laughs> more interesting? There's a twist. The spokesman for this guy said, the question does not address the archbishop's moral stance on the sin of pedophilia. Because if he's okay with it, if he's okay with it, is it okay? Is that what I'm wondering? Well, his moral stance has been that it is a most egregious offense. So he's highly offended by it, but he's willing to do it. No, 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 no. But it's not something that he should necessarily report to the authorities. The way I took it was... His opinion is that pedophilia is egregious to God, but when it's a priest, he's a little fucking but murky if God on the rule God told book. me to do it. It's okay. I don't know if he's even saying that, but it's just it's just that I know what's right and wrong. And I again, don't have to make oh, yeah. the courts well, again, prove what was right and wrong. God didn't what step happened. in to stop any of this from happening. Well, no, of course, of course. <laughs> and then he goes on, and then he goes on to say. The former chancellor admitted during the deposition that he encouraged parents at least once to report sex abuse to police, although he never reported such incidents himself. Um, I want to point out something that I've been researching a lot lately because it has come up within the Mormon church as well, as it has come up within liturgical instances such as this. Whether or not priests need to report this or whether or not they're required by law to report this because Mm -hmm. it's still a gray area legally. Yeah. As far as Utah goes, Utah has ruled that is not, it is not the Bishop's responsibility to report crimes. And that's what this is. A crime. Yeah, absolutely. Committed by a fucking felony. It's not required any member of the church to report crimes committed by other people of the church who were acting as a advisor to another person to report those things. Which How I think is, is complete is bullshit. Yeah. yeah. You, you get a special exemption because you're a religious leader yeah. and that you don't have to report crimes yep. committed by somebody else who tells you about it. And yep. I'm afraid anybody that- else, you would be a fucking accessory to that. crime. Yes, exactly. Yep. And it feels like this is exactly the same situation where I heard it, whatever. I'm not required to report this to anybody in my official position as a member of the faith, which is is not 
It does not say that that is required. It is required from anybody who hears this information of child abuse or anything that they need yep. to report that to the authorities. And whether it's, you're, it's a whether you're, yeah, whether you're legally required or not, it's a moral responsibility. Yeah. Saying, though, Don't tell me that I'm not moral as an atheist when you won't fucking report this as a, as a religious their, person. Their argument and the Supreme Court in a few cases, not particularly related to this, have affirmed that their position as a religious person is exempt from the Constitution of the United States. That's bullshit. Yeah. It gets better. Let me read this last little bit. Better? Yeah. He goes on to say, I think if you go back in history, I think the whole culture did not know what they were dealing with. I think therapists didn't. I think we've, I, I don't think we fully understood. I don't think public school administrators understood it. I don't think we realized it was the serious problem it is. And I thought, doesn't that just fucking say it all? Who the, the fuck does not that? understand? Now, wait, now, right now, to, so, now, so, uh, so, so does the Pope get revelation about morals from God or not, right? If the Catholic church is, is what they say it is. And it's the only true church that has, that has the vicar of Christ and they get revelation about morals. Why do they fall so far behind society on very simple moral issues? Because it's not about God at that point. And I think, but shouldn't it be? I mean, if well, they're making yeah. that, claim, no, 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 that no. claim, it should be. If they're it making that claim, be. they should be way ahead of everybody. But these are people who use the institute of religion and also use the protection of religion yes. that the United States affords them to hide behind these things. Certainly. And what can we do as a country, as a legal entity, to bring some sort of... Um, end to this stop providing exemption exemptions for yeah. religious affiliation i mean i think it's completely fucked that someone who claims a moral authority is raping children right i mean anybody no matter what but someone who claims i mean yes i will say I receive atheist, my authority from, from god. god but i mean there are some religious organizations that do do some good help i'm not saying they all do there's i there's exceptions but when you have such a cancer when you break in a religious law. organization of raping children, right? It's when you have rampant an epidemic, yeah, rampant systemic child abuse throughout your organization, and hiding and yes. hiding it, that. and and not yeah, not working to protect the victims, but to protect the people who are yeah. victimizing these yes. children. That's fucking bullshit. Right. I don't care how much good you do as a religion or as an organization. You are fucked if you're taking part in those activities. And the First and Amendment it. is a double-edged sword in this. Well, and and what discussion. what good can any religion do that cannot be done by a secular organization? Nothing. Right. We can more can be done. I was highly offended when they had the. Uh, I want to say it was. I can't remember if it was Haiti or which tsunami it was, where the Christian Church went over there and handed out something like 500,000 rosary beads and said yeah. how much good they were doing over there. Well, he, like, those yeah. rosary beads are doing jack shit. They need well, food. They need water. Yeah, they exactly. need shelter. They he, need he warmth. was the earthquake, but there was, there was truckloads of Bibles being sent yes. that was taking the place of food, water, emergency equipment, medicine, medicine yeah. all that kind of shit. And these groups and are were, saying, look at how much good we're doing. Yeah, we're over were, here helping. Like, you're sending, not doing a they Damn were sending tons thing. and tons of this worthless fucking paper that 
uh, was taking up the room of real aid and real yeah. medical equipment that, that could have done some real fucking good. If you can't eat it, if it can't keep you warm, and if it can't keep you healthy, they don't need it at that Absolutely. point. They need the basic essentials Absolutely. to live. Absolutely. You're sucking up you're sucking up precious resources in the limited number of planes that can land in a fucking yes. disaster area yes. to deliver supplies and goods. Yeah, not even landing, just fucking wasting it. The ports, I mean, in a natural most ports are closed, so there's limited port space. There's limited everything, and yeah, you are taking up valuable space, right. valuable time of people to unload that cargo. That is absolutely 100% worthless unless you want to start a fire to heat something. Right. And, if you, and if you're listening to this podcast right now, and if you're the kind of person that would send a Bible to a place like that, Think about this for a second. Why the fuck did your God send an earthquake in the first fucking place? And what the fuck do you think your little Bible's going to do after that fact? If that's what he really wants to do, forget about the words on that book. Last thing I want to do in a natural disaster is read. <laughs> Any book. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, no <laughs> I don't care what book it is. I don't no want to read. Shit. I want to eat. I'll, I'll I want to be warm. I'll tell you what. Uh, this is going to be a little... But go, yes. go, watch, go watch the episode of No Reservations where Anthony Bourdain goes to Haiti and he thinks, all right, well, I'm going to, you know, I got, I got some money. I, you know, I've got a show and whatever. And all these people in Haiti, you know, and he decides to buy the few people that are in line behind him at this food stand, their dinners and watch how fast the fucking crowd grows to get food. They from, yes. Food because they fucking need it. They're hungry. And, and, and he gets overwhelmed. I mean, but that's a great fucking illustration. About I, how worthwhile your fucking Bibles are. I really yeah. wish I could remember the um, image and what it said because now I'm going to butcher it and it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah, go ahead. No, but no, do it. it. Why would a god want you to spend millions of dollars upholding a denial for people to get married instead of using all of that money to feed children right. who need it? Yeah. To house yeah. people who don't have homes. Right. To build your fucking mega church. Yep. Yeah. Versus yeah. providing food for people who are starving. And why is that godly? Yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel Osteen. Yeah. Yeah. $600,000 in one weekend stolen from a Sunday. Yeah. Not including debit cards one or, weekend. Yeah, not including debit card or credit card transactions. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of his... Most, I mean, 90-something percent of his income is totally undisclosed, untold millions. Which, you know, it doesn't need to be. But As, damn it, he's got a nice smile. He sure does. Isn't he dreaming? Well, he's, <laughs> he, he, he's definitely a likable guy. I mean, and that's part of the, that's part of the appeal. But uh, well, Sure, yeah. well, the best salesmen are. Yep, Yeah. absolutely. Like Chris Hemsworth. Is he a salesman? I don't know. I'm unusual. Uh, all the public debates between oh, celebrity Lord. atheists and evangelical pastors are as meaningless as literary awards or and Oscar night. You know, uh, before we get into the story, um, I'm going to be controversial and say I agree. On what whatever the, the story author, is. No, what the author oh. of this story suggests. Oh. I had a feeling going into this that, that we would up. disagree immediately. Wait. Oh, we're which, gonna have some issues. Which story? We All right, totally controversy. Are. I know it. All right, which which let story? Me, is let it? me reread this. I'm gonna keep this right up here. I don't want anyone reading ahead. <laughs> oh snap! All the public debates. Between celebrity atheists and evangelical pastors are meaningless as are as meaningless as literary awards and Oscar night. I completely disagree. I completely disagree. I'm confused. I agree. <laughs> and Tim agrees. Okay. All right. Let's what? do this. 
Okay. I ding, need- ding, ding. Here we go. First of all. Okay, Ryan, do you want me to read it again? <laughs> yeah, go, go again. Let I me was- read it one more time. Okay. All the public debates between yeah. celebrity atheists and evangelical pastors are as meaningless as literary awards and Oscar night. I, I, dis- I disagree with it. I disagree with that. Okay. And Dan disagrees. And Tim agrees. All right. Well, first Tim of all. Tim is the lone dissenter. Well, hold on. Because and it's I, because you're gay, isn't it? it it's exactly because I'm gay, and I get to totally bring up a gay institution to prove my point. Seriously? All right. how okay. many all of right. the la- or How many of you watched the last Tonys? Nobody. I didn't last watch oh, the last Oscars. Matt I didn't watch any of them. I'm unusual. Matt exactly. I never watched any so, of them. So, well, my question is, why does whoever won Best Actor in a Musical matter to you as the next Christian pastor that came by saying the last crazy thing they let Well, it doesn't. It doesn't. But that's well, different, exactly. hold but on, that's hold different on. than a debate. Well, that, But that's the okay. point. And the whole debate isn't over. It, I think the author of this piece, who is actually the son of a very prominent evangelical pastor and who has railed against his father. Who's the author? Frank Schaefer. <laughs> I'm holding up so close. Matt Frank, Schaefer. <laughs> Frank Schaefer is. Are you sure? Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's from the CNN religion blog, right? Um, maybe, maybe. I don't source my material, so. Or do you steal it from HuffPo, who then put another author on it? Well, I can tell you that it is. Okay, well, and it, so, gets, it does get better. So, well, I'm, I know I'm, it gets I'm cur- better. Okay, I'm curious well, to see how you're going to get your way out okay, of this. Say your whole beef with it, and then we'll discuss. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, the words we he goes on to say that or yeah, I believe it's a he. It's a he. No. <laughs> God damn it, Tim! <laughs> Fucking studying motherfucker. <laughs> the words we use to labor all, ourselves are just as empty. What exact exactly is a believer, and for that matter, what is an atheist? Maybe we need a new category other than theism, atheism, or agnosticism that takes paradox and unknowing into account. Are, are you done? No. Okay. <laughs> Take me, he says. I'm an atheist who believes in God. No. Frank Schaefer. You're wrong. You're fucking wrong. Okay, well, stop getting hung up on one particular part of his story to then say that his entire message is untrue. I've disagreed with the beginning and with this part. Okay, 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 okay. Keep going. I'm 0 for 2. What I I said was I said, uh, then you're a theist. Right. If you you're, believe you're in a God, you're a theist. You're yes. not an atheist. You're just, you're just, all right, I'll go on. And he says, let me explain. I went on to read. I believe that life evolved by natural selection. I believe that evolutionary psychology explains away altruism and debunks love and that brain chemistry undermines the illusion of free will and personhood. Not a sink. This is me speaking now. Not a oh. single point here has anything to do with atheism or theism, but nothing. This is all a giant red herring. Okay, well, explain. unless you want to tie evolution into you can't no, necessarily yeah, but, believe no, in evolution. If yeah, you're but be no, I'm taking him religious. at his word. Right. He says he's an atheist. That means he doesn't believe in God. Yeah, so but none I of this wish, other stuff. I'm waiting for him to make a case. I that okay. he's an atheist that believes in God. I none wish, of that means anything toward that toward a belief in God. Right. Okay, sure. None of that means a damn thing towards any of that. But I sure, wish okay. you had a little bit of background before because okay, I give believe it, give it to me. I believe context me up. takes a is a huge part of any discussion. Sure, and the context here is his dad is very evangelical. Mm-hmm. His dad rails against gays. Sure, um, okay, 
And this guy, in fact, wrote a book called God Hates Fags mm-hmm. in response to Westboro Baptist and in response to what his own father preaches mm-hmm. against that sort of thing, saying, I don't believe in this. He doesn't believe that God hates fags. Right. And it's kind of a weird, and I think it's a more nuanced position than both atheists will ever agree to, period. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the end of my well, so um, it, proclamation. So it sounds to me like he's not an atheist. He doesn't agree with his with all of the theological he's views. He's a liberal of his, Christian. Yeah. Or a liberal theist. Yeah, he's 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 a liberal Christian or a liberal theist. He's yeah, not he's not that. an atheist. I will no. give you that. I don't think he is an atheist Christian. Fine. That does not discount or discredit anything in the original post where it doesn't matter what you say is as important as whoever wins the Oscar award. Because ultimately what he's saying Mm. is all of our language is based on popular opinion that wins the awards. Okay, but... But I, I'll, I'll disagree with that right there because I can almost agree with that. that no, statement. but I'll, I won't. I'll disagree with that for, yeah. for me personally because because the literary awards and the Oscar night. Yeah, I mean, who gives a shit, right? I mean, some people do, but, that's but I the don't. Point. Okay, yeah. right. But I'll tell you what. <laughs> when I was when I was in the phase of not knowing what was going on, I was watching Hitchens. I was watching Dillahunty. I was you watching, were watching Dawkins, the debates, and yeah. those fucking things I still watched my the fucking mind. Yeah, they changed okay, my mind about stuff. That's your own personal opinion. Yes, and so in that fact, that does not they're make more it important. Fact. Your personal opinion does not make. Okay, all right. Well, but it does make it. Con- it does make con- it fact. In I agree. That, were you at the convention? In that if somebody wins an award, if somebody wins an award, <laughs> if somebody wins a Tony, if somebody wins an Oscar, if somebody right. wins an Emmy, right. It doesn't make me automatically think that they're a great. They're the best performer. Actor. Okay, I think it's the best. best actor. If somebody yeah. wins a debate, it does change my mind about whether or not they are. They are more believable in their stance. If they make non-fallacious arguments that make sense, that are consistent, that are backed up by logic and reason. Yeah, no, go ahead, Tim. Sorry. No, but I think that's ultimately what Dan is talking about. You are the exception. You're not the rule. And the rule for most people is to defer to popular opinion about what is right and what is most popular. That's a fallacy. Yeah, I would say that's that's a bandwagon fallacy. Yeah, it's, it's an argumentum ad populum. I'm not it, saying it, it's no, right. You're right. I'm I not, agree. I'm I agree. not making that argument yeah. to you now. I agree. Now. Most people do do that, but it's, exactly. but it's a fallacious, it's a fallacious you're argument. You're right. Sure. And that is exactly what he's arguing right here in less than um, scientific terms. I think you're reading that into it because he doesn't state that. Am I? Yeah, he doesn't um, state that. But you're reading how, that into it. How do you tell somebody they're wrong let me, in let a me way where this. you don't want them to uh, get offended by what you're saying? Let me let me reread this with that in mind. Uh, honestly, this... I don't really care if they're offended. Yeah, but let, let me. Ultimately, let me... I don't care if they're offended. Okay. By if if my opinion that that I you know like like Matt Dillahunty says I choose you know I want to believe as many true things as possible right. and as few false uh, things as possible. Right. And so if me in doing that offends somebody, I really don't give a shit. But you know? I agree, and I also um, hold firm to my belief that you are the exception. You are not the rule. Well, sure, not it. Well, I would like to think that I am becoming less of an exception in that. And area. you are. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I let don't me, feel... with, with that in mind, then yeah. let me reread this statement. See if it if <laughs> it sounds any different. All the public debates between celebrity atheists and evangelical pastors are as meaningless as literary awards and Oscar night. 
And I would say it's the as meaningless that I have a problem. Uh, right. And I yeah. would, I think, I, I think so I, too. And I'm going to have to say, I think I know why, I, because mostly I think we all think on the same level. The thing, though, that we need to focus more on is less people and more ideas. Yes, I, I would put more importance on the debate. I, I put, I mean, I don't yeah. care who wins in a, like you're saying, I don't, I could fucking care who, who less who wins an award for what movie. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't affect my day. Right. I like to see the debates going on yep. between opposing sides and duking it out. It's like a, it's a literary or it's a verbal who, boxing a match. Yeah. Who's, who's got the, the facts? Who's not making a fallacious argument? You know, who's, who's not appealing to authority? You know, all that kind of stuff. That's, Who's more that's reasonable? And popular right. and I don't, culture. I don't want to see. I don't care. Yeah, well, you know. and that's popular just it. Is we're talking about reason versus popularity. Well, popular yeah. culture wants to ascribe who is more reasonable, who has the best argument. Uh, I don't think so. I, I, I don't really, know. you don't you think can't, so. That's you can't Academy tell me that the Kardashians are the that, more reasonable people. But the <laughs> popular who wins awards. That's what this is going after. The, the Popular awa- culture tells you what is the best the movie, pe- the, not exactly what is the best yeah, movie. Right. I, I, I That's agree with what that. I, I think mean, he's saying the here. people who wins the who win the awards are the leads of the movies who brought in the most money in the in the box office. Yeah. Right. Who have so that's a popular maybe vote. the least to say about but that's, something, but that's, who bring it to a larger audience. Okay. So which is what specific Richard Dawkins? I don't want to say or bring him into the discussion like whatever he does is unimportant but he is the person who brings the most atheism to the largest audience am like, i i i, I would i would like I, I, I think it, he's very popular in the atheist movement just like hitchens was and i think hitchens had even more influence in it just like the focus is also on the guy the westboro Baptist guy who yeah fred died. phelps fred phelps his idea or his brand of Christianity is not new, or it was, it's very well known in the yes. Christian community. Sure. He was the one who brought that to popularity. He does not define the movement. He was the loudest voice and the most popular voice. As Richard Dawkins is not the voice of atheism, but is the most popular voice to atheism on the other side. Okay. And I think all this paper is meant to say is. Stop focusing on individuals. Let's focus more on the on, entire movement. Yeah, ideas. And I have a hard. Ultimately, I have a hard time deciding I would say, how to do I would do say that. that if that's what he wanted to convey, he could have yeah, worded that. I mean, he could have put that in the piece. Ultimately, but, I think I think what we have here is an equivocation fallacy, and it's really okay. subtle. But I think that's what's going on between celebrity atheists and evangelical pastors as a meaningless. As meaningless as liter- so, literary awards and Oscar nights are based on argumentum ad populum, a popularity, right? exactly. Yeah, and and the debates between atheists and evangelical pastors uh, are- center more on who is the most popular in no, that particular movement at the no, time. No, not at all. No, I think it's an equivocation fallacy. I I, I think I know what you're trying to get at. I I, I think it, you're, you're you're trying to say if there's a debate going on and it's a no name. Nobody's really going to listen to it. But if something, if someone like uh, a, a celebrity atheist shows up, people are going to put more into it. More people are going to view it. More people are going to watch it. The same way as if the movie had won an Oscar as the best leading role, more people are going to be inclined to watch it because it's a winning movie, because they're more famous. They're not going to watch someone else's well, little sure, guy. Yeah. They want to see okay, the big sure. guy. And, I, and I can agree this? with that point, but I don't see that as being as meaningless as somebody winning a Tony. No. 
I, or an Emmy, or an Oscar, nice. or a Grammy, or I, whatever. I think I, I was I was going I was with okay his with whole that. side of the uh, celebrity atheist thing. It's well, people are more anything I have a problem with because I think celebrity anything distracts from um, the ideas presented, and I don't think the celebrity at the center of attention has anything to do with that. <laughs> Because I don't think at the end of the day, any of these people stepped up and said, I want to be the voice of this particular opinion. I think some have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. Well, that's the very first line of this two page. Did you ever finish? <laughs> well, I was just going to say, did you ever finish what your argument was? Because now uh, I feel like we're arguing something and I no. don't even know what your, your official I, no, I think stance it's, was. I think it's good. Like Just like we were talking on the way up here, you know, I think sometimes controversy is great for the the podcast that stirs things up we don't want to be those 100 percent agreement yeah the, the yeah. Sesame, yes, 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 yes. yeah you're, yeah yep, the sesame yep, street yep, aliens yep, with yep, the yep, with yep, the telephone yep 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 but i think that yeah, ultimately, we don't want to do that so that ultimately comes down to how people think that atheism should be um um oh gosh i'm losing the word how it should be not enforced, but how somebody should act. What's the word I'm looking for? How somebody should view it, how somebody should necessarily behave as an atheist? Well, yeah. Um, Because I think that there's different reasons for everybody, and there's different reasons for everything. And I don't feel like I'm making a logical fallacy saying that I think this is what this person was intending. And I say that because I know what journalism requires from people. You want to reach the largest audience as possible oh, yeah. in a well, way it, that you're not going to piss that, off anybody. That in itself may be a fallacy. Yeah, but- well, and so and so in that sense, then he's being hypocritical because he's trying to create a controversy, to create celebrity status, mm-hmm. to create this this view of oh he's yeah. being controversial he's he's speaking out against these things which would then lead to an equivocation um, fallacy right. which is what I see yeah. right um, his sin in this story is saying I am an atheist who is a Christian yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. we all agree right. so if yeah, this wasn't sure. in there let's, let's how would part. we feel about the let's, story let's get to that part so he he has an objection to the way we label ourselves he says they're just as empty what exactly is a believer and for that matter what is an atheist. Maybe we need a new category other than theism, atheism, or agnosticism that takes paradox and unknowing into account. If you're agnostic, you're an atheist. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, and then he says, take me. I'm an atheist who believes in God. And I said, then you're a theist. Bullshit. Not necessarily. Right? You can be agnostic. No. No, I don't think that. If the uh, question is, I do you believe in God? I think the argument that I'm suggesting comes into play. Okay, we end all right. up arguing too much amongst ourselves about what we <laughs> define ourselves to be, that it's counterproductive. Well, if the question is, yeah, if the question is, do you believe in a God and you say, I don't know, you're then an atheist. I, then you're an atheist. I mean, you're agnostic, no, though, because no. saying I don't know makes you agnostic. If you don't, if you don't know what you know. If no. you don't know what you believe, we're asking we what you have, believe. Then we have completely different understandings. There's about there's what a difference between is. knowledge and belief, yeah. right? Yes. Would you would yes. you agree to that? There's I, a difference between knowledge and belief, right? But I'm gonna have to say it's a stretch to say that you know everything that there is to know. That oh. is a stretch. Yeah, I don't think anybody's ever said that. that. Which, right? <laughs> right. Which makes, we're not saying that. 
And so if Wait. you don't know that there's a God, I mean, you can, you can be an agnostic theist. That's, that's my problem with, with the term agnostic. Right. You can be an agnostic theist. Yes. It doesn't tell me what you believe about God. Right, no. right, right. But why does it make you necessarily a bad agnostic atheist? Because it maybe doesn't. your propensity is more to thinking okay, so that there's not it doesn't. God. Let me, let me, I'm an agnostic atheist. Yeah, okay. so I'm, I'm not just an agnostic. All right. Yeah, yeah. So let me ask you this, Tim. I think we're getting more hung up on terminology than we are about the actual issues. So I know, but it's great no, radio. So let's. <laughs> but I think that's good. What, what? What? As an atheist, for you, you call yourself an atheist. I call myself an what, atheist. What does that mean to you? Do you? So is that that you know there's no God? No, okay. I will not admit that I don't know. Although at the same time, I'm not going to say that I do know. So you're ag- agnostic no, about that. I will not say that I'm agnostic because my propensity is to say that what I know weighs heavily on more than what I don't know. So therefore, I feel comfortable saying that I am an atheist. I can comfortably say that I do not believe there is a God based on right. what I know, even though I don't know. And even though there is probably no way that I'm ever going to so know. So you're an agnostic atheist, just like the rest no, of us. I am an atheist. I- I have no problem saying wholeheartedly I am yep. an atheist. Okay, and I'm an atheist. I also don't feel bad yes or no saying, question. Yeah, I also don't feel bad saying at the okay. end of the day, in a very, very remote, remote, remote possibility in a way that science is never, ever going to establish in my lifetime, that maybe something weird could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also acknowledge that as well. Right. Okay, so let's, sep- let's separate this a little bit. There's knowledge and there's belief. Those okay. are two different things, right? Right. Do you do you believe there's a god? Do you know everything? No, hold on, hold on. Though. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. <laughs> no, that's my question. No, yeah, you, I know. I'll answer you. I'll, and my answer is no. You don't have to know everything. Do you, do you, yeah, do you believe no. there's a god? No. Do you do you believe there's a god? No. Okay. Do you know there's no god? No. Do you know there's no no. Okay, so we're in the exact same position. Then right? we're all agnostic atheists. Yes. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It gets deeper than that. Okay, go ahead. Because do you think that it is ever possible for us to know. No. Uh, ooh. Because ever, I believe when we're dead, we get, we get put in the ground possible. and possible. Never a, say never. Wow. Is it ever possible to know? Um, Maybe I should um, I think if make you that more kn- relative to your life. Do if you, you know, I would say you no. would no longer be atheist. I would say no. Which still makes you agnostic, but you're still yeah. okay saying you're atheist. Yeah, but but well, I'll say I'll say this though. I, I would say it's it's be only only in the sense that we never truly know no 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 a hundred percent anything. You don't even have the to stuff go that no we really that fucking know. Yeah, but uh, no, but and I'm you don't to have to be one hundred percent. Like, do I know? You don't that, have to be one hundred percent certain that if you step off of the. Off yes. of the eightieth story, exactly. off of the eightieth story of a skyscraper, that you're going to fall to your death. Right now, I but, know that. But the, but. And I'm talking a lot, a lot, a lot more. <laughs> more certain than we that. We don't know, or, like oh, okay. what's beyond the edge of the universe. We don't know. Well, that doesn't we even make sense. Never that, yeah, that's... It is not my place to try to define okay. what's beyond the edge right. of the universe. I, I think ultimately we're in the same position. On we this. are in the same. Position. We don't know, so we're agnostic. We don't believe, so we're atheists. But we're not agnostic atheists. Yes, we are. We are. And we don't believe, that's exactly so we're agnostic. We don't know. You're right. We're, yeah, sorry. That's exactly what that means. You're right. So we're agnostic atheists. All right, okay. then. Moving on. Okay. okay. Here we go. I'll disagree with that, even though I <laughs> disagree. How do you disagree with that? I, 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 I would never claim to be agnostic, because... 
Why, that's not what I would say first. Um, I no. would agree with him because oh the God. likelihood okay. of there being something that agnosticism could prove to be correct is right. so, so far. I'm going to throw you a curveball here, Tim, and say yeah. that I am a Gnostic atheist about all of the claims about any God that I have ever heard. I am a Gnostic atheist. I am an agnostic atheist in insofar as I cannot I cannot know that any claim of of any future gods that would be proposed would be necessarily wrong. Okay. For every god that has been proposed, I am a gnostic atheist. Okay. I know that they are logically incompatible. Yeah. They are logically I inconsistent, well. especially they are logically gods. false. And what I'm concerned me, with is not for what I know, but for what I don't know. Let because me, I can never say for sure what I don't know is true. Let me throw you a second philosophical curveball. You, you that said, also does not mean that I think there's a possibility that there's a God, no, I because know, I, I don't know. believe that either. <laughs> but, but you said the likelihood, right? Okay. Before he started it. Okay. How do you go about assigning a probability? Because there's always a probability for what you don't know. I don't understand. Right, but okay, so what method are you using to assign a probability to the likelihood? When you say likelihood... My own personal... Um, um, feelings? No. Right. Beliefs? Anecdotal evidence. Experience? Okay. Except that anecdotal evidence has no place in a scientific discussion... Therefore, I agree. I know that that means nothing. Right. And therefore, that is how I'm able to say that I am atheist because I know yeah. my own personal well, I'm an atheist too. My own personal anecdotal uh thoughts that there may be something that I'm not concerned with, I will never be concerned with, I may never know what it is is not relevant to the scientific discussion, so I am able to say I'm an atheist because of that. Okay, I, 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 I'm saying I'm just a straight atheist because I would give the probability of there ever being knowledge or proof of the existence of any spiritual <laughs> god the slimmest of ever possibilities. Okay, so based you, on, you two are both. I agree. You, so <laughs> you, you both. Okay, that's the reason why you fall on this side, and Dan and I are on the other because you guys are both assigning a probability, and Dan and I are not. Well, I mean, because, if you ask me to assign a probability, I would, you know, give it the lowest number. Physically possible that an ant couldn't even fucking pick up. Sure, sure, I mean, sure. I agree. Tiny. And 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 I might do that as well. But I have no then way. You're of, on the same side. We are. Except you're... except that I would never use the words you guys are using because I have no way of assigning a likelihood, as you said, or a probability to this kind of a situation because there's no there's absolutely nothing to base I'm it on. I'm not either, but I'm not absolutist in it. I'm not either. Well, it sounds like you what are. if I said no, I am ninety nine point nine percent sure there is no existence either. of a so God? I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist, yes. and I don't know. I don't know. So I'm an agnostic. So I'm an agnostic. So we're all the same. We're all the same. I think it's a philosophical and dis- mis- uh, misunderstanding. It's not a misunderstanding. Yeah, it's philosophical, not, and nobody's not, ever going to agree with you one hundred percent of the time. Dan does. <laughs> Dan does. Before he just walked out of the room. Gnosticism is knowledge. That is personal and bias, the- and that is non scientific. That's no. Just that's because Dan agrees. Oh with no, 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 no! no. <laughs> I'm not making <laughs> that a truth. No, you but, said nobody <laughs> agrees with me. I, that I wasn't making that argument for truth. I'm just saying say you said nobody. nobody yeah, you you did, but that's okay. Well, <laughs> okay. Okay. Gnosticism is knowledge. Theism is belief. I don't know, so I'm agnostic. But I don't believe, so I'm atheist. All right, let's go. I on. mean, this is like saying let's that dinosaurs on. went extinct because we had too many cars. Uh, no. Wow, we're not even to that story, but that was great. 
That was great. <laughs> I was just trying to move it along. Yeah, let's move on. Let's move yeah, on. Let's move on. We're beating a dead horse at this point. <laughs> yeah, we are. About the, the definitions that. Well, I know, and this ultimate, is very philosophical, but the ultimate, the, ultimately, we all agree. Hold on, but my point is, I think it is definitions that make this paper a bad thing. And yes. agree nobody on agrees on definitions hundred percent. Right. And enough. that's what makes atheists so reluctant to agree with what he's saying. Yeah, there. and this this was the exact same conversation we had on the way up here about Is it? Yeah, about atheists being so used to nitpicking every fucking word of an argument. Right, which was, which was exactly what we just did. I guess it is. <laughs> which was ex- we just went through this whole, and which is funny because we don't have a lot of controversy. We don't. usually. I don't think and, any of us disagree on what we. So does this here. oxymoron have a conclusion? <laughs> okay, let me start at a different point in this. Yeah, what was the point of the story ultimately? Okay, let me start here. He says, "I'm an atheist who believes in God." Okay, erase that. We no, no, no. Past that. I, none of us agree with that, do we? Even on a philosophical level, that's not the point. I think it's hundred percent false. Oh, that's God. why I call him an oxymoron. Hung up on things that aren't the point of the okay, story. Okay, Timmy, here we go. Timmy, <laughs> Timmy. <laughs> okay, everybody call him. We'll get through his uh, non sequiturs here. Um, I also believe that a spiritual reality hovering over in and through me calls me to love, trust, and hear the voice of my Creator. That sure doesn't sound like an atheist to me. It doesn't. I would agree. He is not an atheist. No. Right. Okay. All that said, and specifically what we were talking about before, we're mm-hmm. getting hung up on details, yeah. and we're not discussing the point. And the point, I think... And I think the point is... Sorry, we have a horse in here. Anyway, the point is... At least the point to me and what I took away from this uh-huh. was, and it's always going to be an issue for atheists and theists alike, that we give faces to our ideas and we expect those faces to act and um, proclaim specific things. Yeah, but you call that but, God? No, I don't call that God, no, and okay, that's not what does. I'm saying. He does. No, he doesn't. Well, He's saying that we do that, and the people that we prescribe it to, or the people that come out in popular culture doing that, may be different than what we disagree I with. I think he's making a false equivalence of not believing in the same things that his father does with being an atheist. Right. I would agree. Let, let me go on. Uh, he says, it seems to me there is an offstage and onstage quality to my existence. I live on stage. There is. There is. But I sense another crew working off stage. Sometimes I hear their voices singing in a way that's an eerily beautiful that's as eerily beautiful as offstage chorus in an opera. So that sounds less like atheism and more like schizophrenia. What I hear to me. Don't discount him based on that. I that totally is discount making him. Ugh, I Timmy, Timmy, Timmy. No, I think and I feel bad that Timmy? maybe you don't know this. Guy in the way that I know him. I don't know him at all. Not in the biblical sense. But he's not an atheist. Well, I don't and know he him says in the biblical he, sense. He, he, he's <laughs> I do, but we get in we get in the position of labeling people. Yeah. And then sure. deciding. We have to. It's a necessity. He he exactly. chose the label. He chose the label atheist and then went on to deliver a whole 
page and and, and then some of non atheistic right. stuff. You're theistic right. Stuff. And we also accept that and determine what we should and shouldn't hear based on what somebody or ourselves decide we should hear. Yes. And I don't I don't agree with a lot of what he was saying. What because of the way he decided to say it. The the verbiage of it, the way he worded it. And or, well, I think that more of a that's fault. That's my fault. I th- and I yeah, think that more of you know. a fault with his background. And I personally identify more with his background than I assume any of you do, because I assume all of you identify as ex Mormon. No, I'm I'm born you- atheist. Okay. <laughs> okay, so We're fair, all fair, fair, fair enough, but but the but the Thank point you. is uh, <laughs> no, but the point is I the point is you're theistic sympathetic, and I'm not. Wow, I'm offended <laughs> by the I'm offended by the uh, suggestion. Um, <laughs> anyway, okay. Uh, so no, he goes. He it gets it gets oh, better. If it gets this better. Is bad, you're even going to more agree with me with the next. <laughs> disagree with me with uh, the next story. Yeah. All right. And here the we next go. one was where I thought I would get in trouble. <laughs> no, you're not. This is good stuff. <laughs> uh, most grown-ups don't have the transparent humility to deal with the fact of un that unknowing is okay. I yes. agree with that. Yes. And they're called theists. What? They're <laughs> called agnostic. Okay. Let me read it again. Most grown-ups don't have the transparent humility to deal with the fact that unknowing is okay. Okay. And they're called theists. I disagree. You can be right. in between agnostic and theist and still require a different word. I thought as a theist, you claim knowledge in everything. No. So, no well, if I'm just going with the Bible is, hey. Well, I like that definition. If you're a Gnostic theist, then you do, which is the majority of them. Yeah. What's the difference between Gnostic theist and theist? Uh, not, it's the um, difference between an agnostic theist and, and a gnostic theist, or an okay. agnostic atheist. What I guess I've been questioning all along yeah. is maybe our vocabulary is too limited to describe what we want to talk about. I don't think uh, so. I don't think so either. You can't. I don't you think just so. Well, like, you a, like I said, you can be you can be, you can be an agnostic atheist, right? And you can be an agnostic theist, right? No, but not, what's the difference? The problem is that not many theists would say that they are agnostic no, theists. They no, would they say won't. that they are gnostic theists. And most atheists are agnostic because they don't know, right? Most theists are gnostic because they say, "I know, I know, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ as my personal that Lord is and Savior. claiming knowledge." Yes, right. Gnosis they make is knowledge, knowledge claims in Greek. <laughs> They make knowledge claims for knowledge that they cannot have. Yeah. All right. I'll just uh, I'll just go on. Okay. He says, for instance, my grandchildren take Bible stories we read at face value, and yet I see a flicker in their eyes that tells me that they already know the stories are not true in the same way boiling water is true and can be tested. It's hot. And I, uh, and I said, I don't even know what I'm that not, means. Yeah, I'm not sure what he's talking about. Is, is he claiming that he can prove his religion by saying that same way that water is hot, you can prove that it's... No, I, I, don't, I don't know what the fuck he's talking... Okay. That's why, like, when I, I read through, like, half this article, yeah. and I got lost, and I'm like, what the fuck I read is this? this? I got lost yeah. at the Christian Atheist. I read this part three times, and I still... That's why I wrote, I don't know what this means. Okay, I'll read it one more time. Uh, my grandchildren take Bible stories we read at face value. And yet I see a flicker in their eyes that tells me that they already know the stories are not true 
In the same way, boiling water is true. It can be tested. It's hot. I, how do you boil so water? If, if you what does do that not, mean, that I, boiling I, water is true? What does that mean? Well, I mean, because you can, it, it's proved. You can prove boiling water is hot because you touch it and you get burnt. Okay. And that's, so they're taking the stories at face value saying, we're taking it because this is all we got is the story. So we're going to take it as not true because there's no proof. You cannot go and grab it, touch it, hold it, feel so, it to find out if this is actually exists. So the Bible stories are as untrue as boiling water is hot. Is that the analogy? Yes. Because I, I, I think that's what he's getting at. That would be a very simple way to state that. That, oh, that one hurt my brain. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like so, the Star Wars. Right there, he sounds more atheist than Christian, where he basically says, yeah, we read this, but we know it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, okay. I think we're devoting too much time to this guy. Like, he's just, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand why this is a thing. Like, it's bullshit. It's all yeah. bullshit. Yeah, it was a big, it was a big story. Um, well, it's a big story because it's, Someone it's, claiming to be okay. an atheist who is clearly a theist. Yes. So that's yeah. So okay. So I'll I'll fly. There's only a couple more lines. I'll fly through this and then we'll get to the. It says it's it's like that mind bending discovery from quantum mechanics that tiny objects like electrons can actually be in two places at once and act simultaneously like a particle and a wave. And I said, ugh, a quantum god. Maybe Hi, my Deepak. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> my grandchildren will embrace quantum theory and won't look for ways to make the irrational rational to make the irrational rational by hiding behind words like mystery in order to sustain their faith in science or God. And I, so I said faith in science. I don't. And so, uh, so to me, that's, he's, yeah, he's, he's, he's that's a, the end of the article. And so, you know, this article says absolutely nothing yeah. that even approaches atheism. To me, he's a, he's a, per, he's a semi purveyor of woo. Yep. Who equates not believing Exactly as his father does in whatever theological beliefs his father has yep. as being necessarily atheist. And yep. that's that's wrong. That's a fallacy. That it's bullshit. Is, yeah, it's some, some kind of wishy-washy quantum woo creator. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a Deepak Chopra god. Yeah. More stealth theists. Yeah. That's, it's bullshit. That's, that's what it is. All right, on to the next one. I think that guy's put on enough pollution to kill dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, you're on a, you're on fire. Okay. That was horrible. <laughs> Uh, this one actually is from MSNBC. I have a source for this one. Um, host Richard Liu asked representative Jeff Miller from Florida Republican, if he was concerned about the fact that voters tend to believe scientists on the issue of climate change. Miller replied by saying scientists were not in agreement and that the climate has been naturally changing for millions of years. They're not in agreement in the, the perfect example of this was, John Oliver on his on his show on his yeah. new show yeah. where he showed that you know sure not all scientists agree but 90 97% of all scientists agree on this well as I'm saying the story I got he is saying that Americans versus Rubio agreeing in science was not 100% because that where 56 to 33 agreed that science is correct and 33 agreed that Rubio is correct not well, not scientists. Not you mean. scientists uh, <laughs> yeah. in, in a polls of American citizens. Yeah. Well, and as as far as I know, the only real discussion among among credible scientists about climate change is how much of it is man caused, man made. Right. Not that it's happening or it's not. It is happening. It's happening. But the discussion is 
what percentage is man-made? I don't even think that's a discussion and, anymore. And even, I, yeah, I, think, I don't even think that that's much of a discussion well, anymore. And, uh, yeah, and more, even then, more than more than yes or no. Yeah, and I mean, even then, it's it's not even a question that a certain percentage of it is man-made. It's that how much of it is man-made. That's what I said. Right. Yeah. Well. Well. Yeah. I, I'm saying well, that. Yeah. No. At first, I was like, "Am I this far behind in no. the climate change?" <laughs> no. Yeah. How much of it's man-made? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I liked it the way that they showed it on the cosmos, and I'm like, that is a perfect way to illustrate it. With- well, and I'm and I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, oh, right. him, but I, I want to say it's not a question of that any bit of it is man-made. It's it's that yes, certainly at least some part of it is man-made. It's it's a question of is it. You know, a hundred percent, ninety percent, seventy percent, sixty percent. It's not yeah. a question of is it only like two percent? No, no, it's no, no. it's right. The the majority of climate scientists all agree that yes, it is happening, and yes, it is in we large are having part an due impact. due to man made causes. Yes, yeah. And Richard Liu went on to say, "Does this concern you though when you look at 2014 or 2016?" And Representative Miller said, "I'm concerned with the truth, and the truth is." Climate has been changing for a long time, um, and that's true. But it's not all of the facts. It's partially true. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's the rate at which the climate has been changing. Right. He he went on to say, uh, Representative Miller said, "Yes, the climate is changing, but it's been doing that for centuries." Um, uh, now I guess it depends on what he means by that. Uh, but anyway, then he then he says. There are scientists on both sides of the issue that say it's not settled. I think there's only two on the opposite. Side. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just it's ninety-seven percent. Yeah. This this sounds exactly like their argument against evolution. You know, where they find two guys from the Discovery Institute, yeah, versus four hundred thousand scientists that say, yeah, yeah it's fucking they, fact. Right, where they where they find you know certain religious yep scientists who who can't separate their scientific knowledge from their religious beliefs and have to try to fit their scientific knowledge into their religious beliefs. And use bad science to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so it goes on to say, while Miller is correct that there are scientists who believe humans do not cause climate change, the amount of scientists who believe uh, that are roughly equivalent to the amount who believe that cigarettes don't kill and that the universe is not 13.8 billion years old. Right. Right. So... It's just another case of starting with the answer. Confirmation bias, like we... Sure. I can hide shit in my beard. <laughs> <laughs> we really need a videotape yeah, of some of these sorry, podcasts. That, that, was not, that was not podcast friendly, but uh, I looked over at Dan for the answer, and he had his e-cig stashed in his beard. It's, it's I can, well I hidden. Can, I can totally hide this. It like was. I could. Well, oh, and then it falls out. Yeah. Most of the time. That was good. That was good. <laughs> uh, a comprehensive analysis of peer-reviewed research shows a 97% consensus among scientists that humans drive global warming. And I'm not a scientist. I'm not in the scientific community. But from what reading I've done, 97% is unfucking believable yeah. consensus. Right. right. You know, if you get 70 or higher, that's like, that's it. That's the answer. 97 is fucking ridiculous. That's, mm-hmm. that's super high. Um, so this guy's picking somebody out of the 3% to support his, his 
the view that he already held and saying, well, there's a debate about this. That's why it reminds me so much of the evolution yeah. issue. Yeah, Shit, you just, know what? Even fewer dentists agree that chewing gum. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, the, the, the thing I always notice when you get that, that small percentage that do not agree, when you look at the science that they use, they'll take, say, a 50-year time frame. Go, oh, look in this 50-year time frame. Weather's well, been spiking up and down and up and down, whereas the actual scientists, that 50-year time frame will be one data point. Yep. They're going back yeah. 100,000 years to show, hey, look, we can see this arc of steady, steady, then boom, a huge spike right here. Yeah. Where the yeah. scientists that are claiming there's no difference are, are choosing uh, a smaller time frame where you get more oscillation. So there's a bunch of peaks and valleys and peaks and valleys. And they're like, well, see. Well, well, and a big difference, too, is the difference between climatologists and meteorologists. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, meteorologists, sure. Yeah. Fucking weather changes every season. Right. Right. Climatologists go, well, yeah, sure. But when you look at the average temperatures over the last however long we've been recording this history yes. versus the last, you know, 10 years, sure, you may, you may make a point to say that, oh, it, it, gets, it still gets cold in Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> well, I know, yeah. I know a big part of the science is using going up to the Arctic and actually doing drilling out the ice cores yeah, the core samples, and checking yeah. out the CO levels in yep. the actual ice right. cores and saying, yeah, from the atmosphere, this yeah. is what our environment likes. This is a steady area. Right. We keep, if we exceed it, we're going to fuck it up. Right. We're going right. to break it. And right. we can go back millions of years tracing that data. Yes. Yeah. Versus, you know, the last hundred years or so of, of our at least, recorded at least data. hundreds of thousands. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, like you were saying, though, Dan, I mean, like the difference is, is between, you know, the seven day forecast and the seven century average. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to see a meteorologist provide, provide me for the wet, you know, tell me what the weather forecast is going to be on a Friday a thousand years from now. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the aliens will have Al Roker going, Here, here's what's going on in your neck of the woods. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> um, uh, Representative Miller goes on to say, it changes. It gets hot. It get- I, w- I want to remind you, this is a politician. Yes. Not a scientist. A yeah, currently who, seated politician. Right, who, who, who probably was previously, and I don't know for sure, but I'm guessing a lawyer or a judge. Not Most a scientist. Not a scientist. Were, yeah. You know, he he maybe had a business marketing degree or a political science. I, I don't know, something like that. Who is this guy again? Um, it is uh, Representative Jeff, Jeff Miller, Miller of from Florida, Florida, Republican. Well, Republican. Yeah, I mean that goes without saying. <laughs> Not only is he from Florida, but all of this nonsense. Yes, I mean, and that's I've always I've I've said it before, and people have fought back with me on the idea, saying that I I firmly believe. That if you're going to have a board working with the government on issues like this, it should be scientists working on it. If you're going to have a board working for yeah. towards educational papers or books, it shouldn't be politicians. It should be the educators. It should be the people who are most knowledgeable in those fields working to make the laws about those fields. It shouldn't be mm-hmm. a politician. Jeff Miller, political party Republican, spouse Vicki Miller, residence in Florida, alma mater, University of Florida, Alma Mater, University of Florida, occupation, real estate broker, religion, Methodist. Is it any surprise that a Methodist would not believe in climate change? Because Jesus would fix everything. Right. Yeah, there's no reason to, there's no reason to make any changes oh. now because the, the Lord won't, won't let us ruin it. Right. And that's why I 
don't like religion. One of the thousand reasons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a big one. Um, but uh, you got to get to the funniest part of this whole guy's argument. Yeah, it 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 just gets better. So the interviewer says, "Did you say gosh darn? Did I? I think you did. God damn it. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> we accept your correction <laughs> and we'll move on. <laughs> so, so the interview says, "But man-made, isn't that the question?" And I said, "Yep, it sure is." And how severe is it, right? And so Representative Miller says, then why did the dinosaurs go extinct? Were there men that were causing, were there cars running around that at that point that were causing global warming? No, the climate has changed since the Earth was created. And I said, wow, um, CO2 does not cause asteroids, I'm pretty sure. No. Lister, no. Yeah. No, I've, I've not heard any scientific proof that it's magnetic. I believe that's why they call it extraterrestrial. Oh, fuck. Because <laughs> of CO2. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's... Yeah, he, he goes on. The, the argument that, quote, climate change has always changed... The climate has always changed um, has been thoroughly... Oh, no, sorry. This is not him. This is just, this is just uh, MSNBC. Um the argument that the climate has always changed has been thoroughly debunked by peer-reviewed research. While no scientist disputes that the climate has changed in the past, the issue is that heat-trapping greenhouse gases are forcing it to change faster and differently than it would without them. The argument is essentially a non-sequitur. What I want to add, and I don't know if you, no, if many people have thought about this before, but we should be in an ice age. If we're going on past climate history, this is about the right time that, as we know, there have been ice ages in the past. Oh, yeah. And they've continued on a historically mm -hmm. predictable path. And we are now, right now, in a time where we should be descending into an ice age. But we're not. Yeah, we're in a warm period. Yeah. What is the reason that we're not doing it? Is because of anthropogenic. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, how do you explain the extinction of the dinosaurs? Tim's then? working on his second bottle of wine. An asteroid <laughs> fucked them up. That's he's got he's got one and a half down. Oh man, that uh, that face. He looks disappointed that we said that. We'll no, talk, but now I'm serious. We'll we'll talk about agnostic and atheist next time. <laughs> but that is the whole reason that we're not in an ice age right now is because human activity is have increased the level of carbon dioxide yes. in the air, preventing the Earth from naturally descending into an ice age. And all that so carbon say, dioxide makes its way to the poles, which then reflects so all the says, sunlight back up and down and up and down yeah, and so up and so down. Says, like so say you and 97% yeah. of scientists. <laughs> and who is the majority decide? <laughs> and then our ocean waters heat up and the plankton dies and the whales got nothing to eat and the little guys got nothing to eat. The ocean yeah, that would be the what, then we fucking die. acidification yeah. of the oceans that is currently probably the biggest problem of climate change that most of them talk about here's what's interesting the ocean dies we die yeah here's what's fascinating representative miller's home state of florida also happens to be one of the places in the united states that is most vulnerable to the negative impacts of climate change the national climate assessment singled out southeast florida as the region particularly vulnerable to sea level rise yeah, miller yeah miller in august told a group by miami of, yeah well that's by, by retirement homes yeah <laughs> Miller told Miller in August told a group of voters that climate changed because of the way God formed the planet and not because of carbon emissions. 
He said, quote, our climate will continue to change because of the way God formed the earth. Have any of you watched the years of living dangerously on Showtime? No. That is a new series in Never which years of living dangerously is a new series in which there is a director and producer really interested in discussing climate change, but really interested in discussing it in a more popular format in ways that will get everybody on board. So what's happened is, and if you can't tell, I am very much interested in, despite personal feelings, trying to, as it were, quote-unquote, build bridges (laughs) (laughs) to ways we can better change things. And I have no problem labeling myself as But this show, in particular to what we're talking about right now, focuses on the daughter of a Christian pastor in either Oklahoma or Kansas, one of those Midwest states, where climate change is hitting them hardest because they are dealing with droughts really bad. And she is the daughter of an evangelical pastor whom she has been able to convince whether or not he believes it's humans that are causing the climate change it is humans who were ordained by god to take to um be the stewards of the planet that if the planet is changing it doesn't matter what's causing it it is our place to conserve it right and that has been her message to her father which has gotten her father to change his mind about climate change from being a climate skeptic to being somebody who thinks that we should do something about climate. So whether or not we ultimately agree with what her message to her father is, is it a bad thing that we use that language to um, persuade the people of faith who maybe don't think that the people aren't capable ultimately of altering God's plan I would say yes. I would say yeah, actually, because because believing believing something for bad reasons is still just as bad as believing it for bad reasons. The alternate is they continue to believe that we don't do anything and that we don't and nothing gets done, as opposed to with this daughter and her father. He now has taken the initiative to endorse things like clean energy. Yeah. And whatnot, which yeah. would not have been done otherwise. Well, I would oh. say that's a false dichotomy because I think there's a third option. That no, no, could- no, 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 no. The choice is clear. Okay, we keep going I'm sounding path. a little dogmatic here, <laughs> but the choice is clear. We don't relate to them and the actions that we want don't end up being fulfilled it is okay to indulge somebody. I'm just trying to count how many times I've been shut down. And I <laughs> <laughs> really? No, go ahead. No, go ahead. Stop. You're talking too much. What I'm trying to say. But no. And I like all the hand gestures. I know. Everyone's missing this Which part. nobody can see, okay? Yeah. But I talk with Not my yet. There's a whole lot of flair going on. Yeah. <laughs> right? But... Ultimately, and I've had to come to terms with this on my own, and obviously I've become okay with it. What is the end goal we're going for in this specific debate? Are we trying to make them stop believing in what they're going to leave? Because ultimately, 
that's not going to happen. Or are we at least trying to get some tangible action? Sure. In the short term, action. Exactly. But the short term is all <laughs> we have. Action. From what scientists say, the long term is gone. I, I, I think we we're can, looking for change. I would say in response to this particular article, we're looking for s- trying to survive this. <laughs> well, thank, thank you so much for your enlightened input, Tim. He's just admitted he has I no idea what the original that. article was. I'm, I'm trying just, to turn your mic up so I can pick you I up. I just as you reiterated it, so it's okay. <laughs> Any, anyway. Uh, oh, man. Tim's waving, stop, stop. I hope they didn't pick that up on the mics. Well, I, was, I was trying to. I, I reiterated it anyway, so hopefully they got that. But uh, Y'all are assholes. <laughs> so, um, but really, uh, I do want to leave everybody with that. Because we can all be in agreement that believing is detrimental to not only social cohesion, but to personal cohesion and personal belief. You mean believing in a deity that's going to solve our problems? You're right. But are we comfortable with putting that aside for focusing on a goal that is bigger than ourselves and bigger than religion? Yes. In the short term, sure. Okay. Well, the earth, the, 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 the survival of humanity, that's bigger than all of that stuff. Right. I put that way above any of that yeah. shit. Yeah. So I would say, I would yeah. say, I would say, short term, sure. Long term, sure. Believing in something for bad reasons is still, oh, yeah, yeah, is yeah. still bad. Let's win the long term before we start focusing on. Uh, the end well, let's goal. win the short term uh, you know, before we worry I, about yeah, the long term. I, yeah. I would say, yeah, I would say we we got to we got to uh, baby steps. And what I'm talking about is a small baby step towards not killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's not kill everybody. I think with that being said, it's about time to wrap up tonight's yeah, show. It's episode. gone kind of long. Longer than normal, not that it's anything wrong. If you're on a long road trip. We didn't even, we didn't even at get... at this point, congratulations. <laughs> I, I know we didn't no, even get fun. to the big story. Uh, my, my, the, the one that I really wanted to talk about was... Let's do it real quick. We, got, we can do it. Okay, okay, real quick. No, this is really going to go on forever. Real quick. <laughs> I, can, I can turn your mic on. John DeLynn and... Kelly, Kelly, I think is her name. Kelly something. The of main. the ordained women movement uh, in the LDS Church being sent notice that they will be quite probably excommunicated from the LDS Church for apostasy. John DeLynn for calling attention to different problems that he sees along with many other LDS religious adherents about many of the LDS Church's teachings. And I, I'm sorry, I, I keep saying Kelly. I hope that's right for for apostasy for trying to uh, provide women the the privilege, quote unquote, yeah. of of priesthood ordination within the within the LDS Church. That now they are being threatened with excommunication from the LDS Church for speaking out about these controversial subjects. Controversial in air quotes. Well, how 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 can they not be? Right. I, I mean, mean I, according I, to according to core Mormon doctrine, you know, they can't hold the priesthood. So how how can they be? Well, and how I, can they expect to be accepted? And I would say that they probably should have seen this coming. Yeah, of course. But at the same time, yeah, Kate Kelly. Thank you. Her last name is Kelly. 
uh, Kate Kelly, who founded Ordain Women, who who yeah. founded the Ordain Women movement. Uh, she and John Dolin have both been basically served notice from the LDS Church that they will be excommunicated for apostasy. Yeah, which I wonder if that's really the message the church wants to send to its members. I think it is. Go against us. We will kick you out. Yep. Well, sure. I mean, I uh, that's, that's, that's that's obviously that's, the message that they want to send because this didn't yep. come from. I mean, I mean, this came from on high. Yep. Yeah. Right. And the the thing that kills me about this, the thing that I find reprehensible about this action, is that me, as a baptized member of the LDS Church who was serving on the board for Atheists of Utah, was never served any such notice. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I yeah. I was an I was an active member of Atheists of Utah serving on its board and received no such message from on high from the religious leaders of the LDS yeah, Church. I mean, because I don't have a huge Mormon following. Yeah, you weren't challenging them so directly. But were you in the well, news? It's, no, I, mean, I in, was in, challenging in way, them directly, but way, yeah, I didn't but, have. But I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't a. I wasn't viewed as an active member of the LDS Church that's, that's speaking what, out against I mean. the LDS. That's what church. I mean. You're, you, you weren't you weren't a participating member, say saying, "Hey, we need to change this particular were thing." You, in you the were just news? saying, "Fuck all of it." Right. Yeah. He's he's yeah. But no, but no. to kick out people who who want to maintain their church membership, their yes. LDS Church membership, and want to see the LDS Church move in a more progressive way mm-hmm. and Not be more happen. accepting, be more be more enlightened and to kick those people out for apostasy while still allowing me as an atheist who's speaking out about all of the LDS church's wrongs and saying that it's all bullshit to me seems really, really, I can't even think of the term really. They're not going to kick you out because you're going to be on your own. I can't think of the term. Well, and I think that it I mean, these, these people, these people still hold a core belief in the LDS church and they want to maintain their membership. You don't. That's And the they're difference. being kicked out because the LDS church sees them as more of a threat. Yeah, yes. because they're trying to make cha- changes from within. They are right. more of a threat yeah. compared to you, Absolutely. who is somebody well, on sure. the outside looking Sure, because I'm not, I'm not dragging a ton of LDS members, yeah. a, a ton of LDS members with me, right? Mm-hmm. Right, you're just where, dragging where Kate all the Kelly, ex-Mormons Yeah, where Kate Kelly is, is bringing a lot of LDS women along with her. Well, exactly. Who yeah. say they want the right to, mm-hmm. to hold the, the priesthood. And John DeLynn who is bringing a lot of LDS church members along with him, saying the church right. should be more progressive in a lot of right. their stances. Sure, I can see that the LDS church would see them as more of a threat, but it seems pretty shitty that they would kick out members who want to see the church succeed and want to see it become a more progressive and more relevant institution for a wider base of people that they would kick them out. Yeah, I mean, well. in my view... These people, you know, John, John DeLynn and Kate Kelly are working to ensure or, or would like to work to ensure that the LDS Church remains relevant, that it, that it grows its membership, mm-hmm. and the LDS Church is kicking them out. Yeah, well, right. subordination has been, a, has been a major crime in, in all churches, but, it's, so but it's particularly in the Mormon Church for, since its conception, you know. Yeah, I mean, right. Um, and and, and I, I mean, I, I sympathize with, with Kate. 
But at the same time, I wonder what the hell she's thinking. She's well, sure. I, mean, I think we both do. I why mean, would both, she possibly we, want to maintain yeah. connections with a church that's obviously not? It's misogynistic. Misogynist, right. It's obviously not going to. You know, it's racist. It's not. Well, she's probably, and we can both see that. But she's yeah. she's hoping to be able to change it from within and say, no. I would like the church to be more inclusive. And ultimately, yeah. But they think they get ultimately it from if Jesus, the church so. were to adopt their positions. They would become more relevant, and they would they would attract more members. Yeah. And with the church kicking them out, they're basically cutting their own throat. They're 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 yep. cutting their nose well, off to spite their face. That being said, though, do you or do you not support what she is doing and the purpose? I or support the it. Point that what she is saying. I support what she's doing and saying in that. Right. I think the LDS Church is a hugely misogynist organization. Yes. Right. Right. That, and how, that subjugates women and treats them as lesser than right. males who are members of the church. And I think we agree that it takes small steps to make big change. Sure. Is this, this is a small step. And I don't think that you're not saying that what she's doing is monumentally important in the grand scheme. of things. What I think you're saying is what the church's reaction to her is, is abhorrent. Sure. Um, uh, and my whole point is... With that being said, and I hate making the comparison, it seems like such an easy and... Um, Trivial? Yeah, comparison to make is her and Thomas Paine in the founding of the country. He was instrumental in trying to lead an organization by writing pamphlets saying, we need to rise up against the people who say that this isn't real, this isn't true, to make a better lives for ourselves. Again, I... Keep going back to the it's I well and I and I'm torn on either side of the right like I, I, and I am too I, I appreciate that the LDS Church and I say appreciate but I don't the, think you mean and, the and LDS say, Church you appreciate its particular members that are doing something bigger than well, themselves. I, well I appreciate that sure that those members right. are doing something bigger than themselves and I appreciate that the LDS Church is kicking these people out because ultimately then that will lead them to believing that the LDS Church is bullshit which Let it them is see I'm the real church for what it is right. I'm willing to go on record and say that I'm not in full support of what she's doing well I oh, sure and, 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 well and neither well, that I. was that was the question that was asked but, but I'm just but I'm, here's here here's why for me right okay would so would you rather she be submissive to what the church has to say yeah, of course. I definitely yeah, not. Yeah, of no. course. <laughs> That's totally not bad. Come on, Tim. That's right. what it sounds like, like you're saying, though. Okay, well, yeah, because you no, didn't hear I, my argument. So, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay, so it sounds to me, okay, it's it's picking, it's cherry picking, it's picking, oh, right, it's the same thing that's always gone on. But if you compare it to, like, Islam and Judaism and even, even some uh, Christian sects, right, there's this little uh, interesting bit about that God made everybody perfect, um, except this little bit around their penis. We need to cut that off, right? When, right. So they're deciding right there that, yeah, God, you know. And so she, that this group is kind of doing the same thing. They're saying, yeah, yeah. we're no, 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 no. Here, here, <laughs> okay. I'm gonna. So they're saying, yes, we accept Mormonism. We accept the prophet. We accept this is the word of God. We accept that Jesus is is telling us all this stuff. Except we think he's wrong on this bit about men being the only ones allowed to hold the priesthood. We accept all the other stuff, except you guys have got this part wrong, and we should. So, you know, to me, the sensible thing is to take a step back and say, all right, I don't agree with this stuff, and you should really take a critical view of the whole 
fucking thing and say, is this really what, you know, but they're not doing that. They're just saying this one part I don't like, so I'm going to fight against that. Okay, but what I was saying earlier, that it takes small steps to make big change, this is their small step. It doesn't need them to be the whole religion is bad in order for (laughs) what they're doing to be important because what they're doing. That's a different question. Sure. That is exactly the question that we're talking about, though. Isn't uh, it? Do you support Kate Kelly was the question I heard, and I said I, I – You I'm don't support willing, her is what I'm, I heard I'm from you. Gonna, I'm going to be willing to go on record and say so-so. I, I'm not totally sure that I do. Well, I think this is what we're struggling with. What we don't support is her overall wanting to excuse the religion in general for its misogyny. As I think what she yeah. is looking for yeah. is inclusion. And I think everybody could agree that inclusion is a – a good thing. Mm. Nobody should be separated and put to the outside is because of their yeah. gender. I, I think that I think I think that's a really great point, and I think that's a great angle. The way you phrased that made a lot of sense. I, I still think my point's relevant, but I but I think on a more subtle level, you're prob you're probably right. Your on point that. Yeah. is very relevant, but how I'm more willing to fight for little causes that I can get and win instead of Taking potential chance of fighting I don't the think war they're win on this. my own and not yeah, I don't getting think, it. I don't think they're going to win this one. Okay. Well, they certainly yeah. won't win it. I mean, she's yeah. going to be no. excommunicated. Yeah. I, think I don't think that so. The question, win. though, it's is sad, how many other people she will take with her yeah. out of the church because of yeah. her excommunication. Yeah, but you know, not And John I mean, Dolin also. John Dolin has a huge, huge following. You know, I'm worldwide. I, wish, I mean, that's the, the Mormon church is worldwide. Well, the Mormon, the Mormon Expression podcast, on average, I believe, has 40,000 downloads. Well, let me put it to you. And this is from people who are, Mm. you know, LDS people, Mm -hmm. primarily. If you're willing to... Who agree with his stance on a lot of different things and a lot of the different (laughs) questions that he asks about the LDS church and a lot of the different problems that he sees within the LDS church. So how many people will be dragged out of the LDS church because the LDS church has chosen to single him and Kate Kelly out as being apostates who are no longer worthy of holding church membership. But do you? would it not be better for you to support what they're doing because they're more in line with your beliefs? And it ultimately... I support what they're doing in that they are subverting right. the religious establishment of the LDS Not faith. only that, but what they're doing has a greater... Um, not with... with More with Kelly, what she's doing, I think has a greater... Um, Impact? Yeah, it's about eighty years too late. But mm-hmm. on the there's no way it would happen. Then. The equality movement, mm-hmm. in that what she's asking for, even well, I guess the Catholic Church being the exception, many churches across. Oh, okay, scratch that argument. What she's doing <laughs> is asking essentially for the equal right to vote. Right. Yes. And yeah. I think yeah. it would be yeah. foolhardy for us to not support her, regardless of whether or not she's. Well, no, and like I say, I, I support her in that yeah. she is yeah, subverting yeah, so the church. Right. She is support. She is subverting the misogyny, the rampant misogyny that is the LDS Church. And so in the end, we all agree. Yeah. I think that I think we had to do a complete three sixty <laughs> circle around the block, go through the house, come through the backyard, jump over the fuck. Fence and fucking come back to finally figure out we fucking agree. <laughs> four four, four different know. times tonight we've had to do that, Ryan. <laughs> oh, no, we're I, tired. I, guys, okay? I, I agree. I just think she shouldn't she should 
be concerned more about the actual tenets of the religion you know rather what? than fighting for you know. Once I mean, the religion the gives I mean, in to her demands, then they're not the associ- they're not showing any signs of being willing I, to do that. I will say on they're record, locking her in a dungeon. I will say on record now. Give it a year, maybe two years, but they will. Uh, they will grant women the priesthood. Mm. It'll be much longer yeah. than two years. Yeah. Okay, well, I have my prediction. Okay. We all have our other predictions. Two years from now, when I am proven right, <laughs> I will be doing a happy We'll day. see how it's, it goes. It's, it's weird. Like, me and Dan have pretty much agreed on everything. Yeah, but how can, you, how can you be so sure of something you don't know? Oh, oh <laughs> we're still agnostic about that. But. All right. Thanks, everybody. <sighs> Thanks so much. Appreciate you, Tim, for being here. Well, thank you guys providing for having a, me here. a semi-dissenting voice on some things. <laughs> you know what? Give me a little credit. <laughs> no, it's been great. It's been. I think it's been our best podcast yet. Well, I can agree more. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, oh, what's? Uh, hello, this is uh, Matthew Frog here. I am Dan, short-term president as atheist of Utah. Short-term, pre- short-term atheist of Utah president Ellis. Term. Departing. And I'm uh, the motherfucking big bird, Ryan Duffy. <laughs> and I'm Tim Vazivan. Have a good Thank night. Thank you all for Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.